All right, Justin. Ah, oh, you don't have to sing a song this episode. Um, just tell me what was one of your favorite moments of 2021. I got nothing. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, hmm, that, that's a good, good, something I haven't even thought about. Favorite moment of 2021. Ugh. Well, this is Cinema Slayer, so I won't do any wrestling moments. Though I had some good ones. We'll, we'll do a you can do a we'll, we'll do moment. a cinema moment. You can do a wrestling moment. Like I said, any moment. Entertainment, we, you know. All we of did today. thirty minutes on chewy muffins the other day. I mean, <laughs> don't act oh, like man. we're that strict. Don't. don't. <laughs> Oh man, don't remind me. They were so good. Okay, anyway. Um Okay, yeah, but then we'll go back to a a good wrestling moment I had. Um a guy um a guy. Well, I'm sure most of the world knows him as uh AEW's uh Fuego del Sol. Um Sammy Guevara's about best a month. Yes, Sammy Guevara's best friend. He's a staple on national TV. Well, about a month before he was signed to AEW, we had a wrestling match and um and it was pretty badass. You know, if you're interested in seeing that, um I can provide a link for that. It hasn't been the show itself hasn't been edited into individual matches just yet, so right now it's kind of on a file where you know you have to you, you have to be provided a link to access it and stuff like that until they edit it out and everything um but uh but it, but long story short it, it was a really good match it was probably my best match this year and afterwards there were some other people like just in in the locker room like peers and um people that I respect. One one person that was back there in particular was uh Mike Bennett. He was fresh off of WWE and he's been a staple on Ring of Honor and stuff like that just before they uh closed their doors for a little bit. He was on Ring of Honor and stuff like that. And uh a cool thing that he said to me after that match was, Man, I'm a fan of you now because of that match like I, he was like I was that impressed with it so you know anytime like you're a, a performer and somebody who has been to that level says something like that to you or says that your work was good or that you you know it's just validation that you know what you're doing or that that maybe you know you've you, you you've got more to offer this thing than maybe you thought so it, it was pretty cool to just be told something like that. And, and and Mike Bennett is a good guy, man. He's, you know, in every locker room, he's one of those people that just brings positivity, positivity to a locker room. So it was very cool that he said that he didn't have to. And it was just a, a proud moment. And then to see somebody get signed and be on national TV and just you know, about a month ago, you were wrestling that same guy. and Y'all were tearing the house down. It just makes me feel like, you know, you know, maybe, uh, 
maybe that means I'm close. You know, it just gives you hope. It just gives you hope that, on the right path. You, know, you know, maybe I'm doing the right thing. So, yeah, I would say that as far as just with wrestling, I had a lot of great moments this year. Won multiple titles. Did, I did a lot of cool stuff this year. But that was probably like the 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 biggest notch on the proverbial cap that I had for the year. That's cool. Uh, what about you, Heather? I mean, nothing as cool as Jastin's, <laughs> but um, probably for me, it would be I got to, a chance to travel to California to wine country earlier this year, and it was probably one of the coolest trips like just the scenery and the relaxation and everything it was just very timely based on you know workload and just things going on it was just exactly what I needed and I remember not only did we get a free upgrade to a BMW which was totally unexpected for our you know four days that we were there um yeah I mean the house we stayed at it was amazing and they had this really cool um, overlook uh, where you could just see like the mountains and everything. So like, I think one of my favorite things was just like the morning before we were leaving, I was just kind of out there that morning, just kind of taking in the view, like listening to music and just kind of having some me time, just appreciating like where I was. And I don't know, it was just really kind of a cool moment where I don't really stop to get to do things like that very much. So that was a really cool moment for me. I, don't have I saw pictures from that. That looked like a lot of fun. Sorry, Sterling. I was just saying. I, I remember her say, pictures. I don't, I don't have anything as fancy as you guys. <laughs> you know, like. I mean, I got a hand tattoo. That's nice. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. If anybody hasn't seen my left hand recently, like the entire back of it's now tattooed. Pretty much almost all solid black, too. It's a lot of a lot of solid black. Um and it's a nice little religious symbol for me. Uh I mean, if anybody doesn't know this about me, um, I am a Satanist. Like I, I am a member of the the Satanic Temple. And so I got a Satan tattoo on the back of my hand. So that's fun. My grandmother hated it. But, you know, my grandmother hates a lot of stuff about me. So that's fun. Sterling, this so was, was it technically this year that you got the shark tattoo or was that the end of last year? That was the end of last year. Okay. The last, the last session on my, my voodoo shark was in 2020, December 2020. Okay. So. And um, just to clarify, because I haven't, I don't think I've seen the tattoo. So are we talking about like a caricature of Satan, like the horns oh, no. and a pitchfork. It's, it's Are we talking satanic. about Dante's Inferno? No, no. This <laughs> is, so what I have on the back of my hand is, so I've got these three really big hexagons, like solid black, really big hexagons on the back of my hand. And so that's like a six, 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 because it's three hexagons. So it's a six, a six, and a six. And okay. Then, and then interconnected into that, I've actually got the sigil of Lucifer, which is like this triangle thing that's, you know, got these other stuff. So like there's these three really big black pentagons and these like little thin black lines that go kind of behind it. 
And so it's a 666 in the sigil of Lucifer on the back of my hand. So. Yeah. Cool. And then I got, I got my nostrils pierced, which that was my first piercing. And oh man, I think since I was like 2020. So like, yeah. So in 16 years, those were my first piercings in 16 years. That was interesting to go through again. Cause I forgot how much <laughs> getting piercing sucks. Uh, so yeah, my nose hurt for a while. My nose is starting to hurt now because it's all winter and cold. So like the rings are getting really oh, cold yeah. in my nose and it's not, it's not fully heal- healed yet. I've had it for a while, but it takes about a year for nostrils, like the cartilage to heal. So like the, 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 the metal gets really cold and then like, so moisture sticks to it. And then like, you know, everybody gets runny noses in, in winter. So it's like that in combination of everything. So like my nose is starting to hurt again. I'm like, man, that sucks. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's, you know, <laughs> the extent of my 2021. I got a, I did get a new computer that I use for all the editing for this stuff. So, you know, that was nice, I suppose. It's my first actually like new computer in a while. So nice. Like, that's nice. I like, mean, you did also kind of set a record probably of like the most new watched movies <laughs> within what a six month or eight month time frame yeah and like and it really sucks that that kind of ended up falling apart in the last month i did four months straight and it kind of fell apart on me like what happened is like my tiktoks like i uploaded like for another week into december so i thought like i kept uploading videos and i went to check my statistics at one point and like none of my videos were there i was very confused and then i tried uploading it like another one and it looks like everything looked like it went through. And then I'd go and check and it went there. And like, for whatever reason, just nothing I was doing was posting anymore. And then like, finally, like I was able to dive into it and I was able to, I had to like delete the app and restart, like redownloaded all that bullshit. Then I had to remember my login. Cause you know, I don't remember any of my fucking logins. Like they're all saved on my phone, but of course it wasn't at that point. So I had to like refigure out all that shit. And now it's fixed. If I do want to post now, it'll be fixed. But like, it just kind of like sucks that I went four months straight. And then it just, due to technical issues, the fifth month fell apart on me. But. Yeah, that's a bummer. Because you were going strong there. Oh, I was not going strong. I was going very weakly. Like I was <laughs> I feel like at you that were point. doing it though. I was doing it. You were like it. making it. I was, but it was, it was so hard. Like, I do not know how these people, like, there are people that, like, actively post on TikTok, like, five or six times a day. I'm like, how do you do that? I do not know. Like, part of it's because, like, right. I do work a lot. Like, my average work week is 50 to 60 hours. So I had to do all that. And watch an, a different movie every day. And then also take the time to record our podcast and then also edit our podcast and then edit the other podcasts that I, I produce and all this other stuff. Like, and then also it's football season, you know, so I'm watching football every Sunday. So I'm like, there's not enough fucking time to do all this shit. What was I thinking? <laughs> and I think that, that that's why it did become difficult is it's like every day I would have to like shove like I'd have to have two hours to like force myself to have time to watch a movie 
and then and then do a TikTok. Like I know a TikTok's not that long because I'd only do a one minute thing, but it's like fuck that that two hours and stuff like that. Like it kind of became like a weird job at that point because you just have to like force yourself to have the time. Like, and then it's like, I was watching every movie with a purpose. I wasn't watching a movie just to watch a movie, you know? So like, it takes away from that a little bit also. Cause like, I just like watching movies and like, you know, we do this weekly. So there's at least 52 movies a year. I guess I just watch, like, I mean, to do this, but it's, like, I guess a lot of those movies I don't watch to do this. I would watch them anyway. Now, there are some movies that we have watched that the only reason I watched them is because we were doing a podcast episode on it. But same, <laughs> you know, it's just like when it's it just it wears away at you at a certain point. Like, because like I said, I wasn't able to just watch a movie because that's what I felt like watching or, you know, sometimes not watch a movie, watch like six episodes of a TV show or something instead. Like, you know, cause I just, I, I do constantly watch shit. It's just sometimes I repeat stuff like, cause you know, sometimes, especially like our generation, we all have those like shows you go to like that. You've seen a billion yeah. times. This is kind of like your comfort show, you know? Yep. And like, during those four months, I wasn't really able to do that, you know, because if I had anything else to do that night, I'd have to just watch a movie, you know, like I couldn't zone out and just watch six episodes of Law and Order that I've seen a dozen times each or, you know, old us episodes of Murder, She Wrote. So. But I do. It's a valiant effort. I am. I'm going to start. I am going to start doing more TikToks, though, again, because I do want to at least do one or two a week, you know, with whatever movie we talk about or we're going to talk about that week. And, you know, another one, because I do just constantly watch it. Uh, I know Justin will appreciate this. Uh, I'm actually I've been rewatching House lately. Oh, OK. Which. Still blows my mind that you don't like that intro song, man. Fucking love it. And they could have just spiced it up a bit, you know? I just, it was great. Little, yeah, dude, I've been rewatching House. Little. Like, I'm on the second to last season now. Hmm. Yeah. How many seasons did they have? Uh, Eight. Okay. There are eight seasons of House, and I'm, I'm on season seven. You still like it the same? Um, not completely the same. There are stuff that they very much got away with because it was like the late aughts, you know, <laughs> like house makes a ton of like semi-racist or like, they're not even semi-racist. He makes a ton of racist jokes and like slightly homophobic jokes and things like that. And I understand yeah. that. That's the point of the character is he'll say terrible things, but he doesn't necessarily mean them. But it's still just kind of jarring, you know, when you watch a lot of new television and they don't say stuff like that. Yeah. If you go back to watch time, it, yeah. And you're just like, oh, yeah, that, that was a thing that people did just 10 years ago. 
uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, oh, and a lot of like misogynistic and sexist jokes too. You know, so like some of that's jarring. Like I, I, I did have to kind of re-justify watching it to myself because Brian Singer is an executive producer on that show, and he's kind of a known sexual predator at this point. Um, and it's like, well, do you want to like help out people like that? And like, unfortunately, like if it was now and it's like, oh, would you buy house to watch it? I'd say, no, I wouldn't buy it now um, because he would get money from that. And unfortunately, I had already bought it before that kind of became more well known. So that's at least my way of justifying it now rewatching it is the fact that unfortunately he had already gotten my money from that before I knew. And uh, so at least me rewatching it on my own, like my, the digital copies I own means that it's not, he's not getting any recognition or anything on a streaming service for it. You know what I mean? Like if I was watching it on a streaming service, he wouldn't get more money from it. But if it did well, if I added to the numbers that made it do well, he could then get more money for it if they wanted to renew them having it on their service. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. This is at least my way of watching it and, you know, minimizing any potential benefits back towards Brian Singer. I'm just not a fan of that man. So. Yeah. Anyway, let's do our episode now. Somebody will listen to me. Nobody knows anything but you. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Come on. Cinema Slayer. Slayer. Hey, Cinefans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers Podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I'm joined by Heather and Justin. And today, we will be kind of going down memory lane a little bit with just talking about our, or what we consider the best and worst movies of 2021. Um, And we will also go into a kind of more extended segment of kind of what some fan response and, and what other friends of ours had said, uh, you know, when prompted with this topic too, you know, talk about some of the trends we see or some surprises of, you know, that movies that people just say they like. So um, with all that, we will go like, we'll do our best first, then we'll do our worst. And then we'll go into the, the Cinefan section of it all and whatnots. Uh, so start us off, Justin, what, what are your 10 best movies of 2021? Okay, and I always like to preface this with, um, you know, there are uh, there are still movies that I plan on watching that came out this year. So at any given time, this list uh, could change. As a matter of fact, one of these movies I saw yesterday and added it to the list. So that's just how how uh, often that this list is changing. So 
I just kind of wanted to say that that for tonight, this is the the top 10, but uh, but there are s- several movies out there that I want to see. There's a Macbeth movie with Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand that I'm excited about seeing. There's a couple of these uh, Oscar trending movies. Um, some of them I haven't seen uh, at all. So I'm definitely going to have to get to some of those. Um, like I know that we plan on doing a, like a power of the dog episode. And then there are other ones like that, that I just haven't seen. So I always like to preface it with that. This is just the 10 at the moment, but of course this list could change. Well, just so you know, Justin, uh, that tragedy of Macbeth, it comes out on Apple TV on uh january 14th okay so that will be easier for us to watch and do an episode on tight i've been keeping track because i do want to see that too that's why i've been keeping track yeah so okay yeah like i'm like i'm so down for that i was like wait what it has them in it i was like oh man i'm down but anyway so back to the 10 for tonight so um, I'll try to talk more about the ones that we haven't reviewed because some of these we definitely have reviewed uh, as a group. So um, to start off the list, uh, I I put Green Knight, which I know that we were all just such fans of Boo. Green Knight. So, um, <laughs> but no, but just to say <laughs> something about the movie, I do. I still, even at this time think that it was probably one of the more riskier, more reflective movies that we watch. So um, I, I just really, I had a soft spot for that movie. I really liked it and just thought that it was a lot different from any Arthurian legend movie that I saw. So I thought it deserved a place. Um, the next movie that's on here is The Last Duel. Now, this is a movie that we did not review um it's a ridley scott directed film it has matt damon um oh my gosh Uh, yes adam driver um (laughs) were two of the the main stars in it and um, i mean just i I don't want to say like i thought that it was really good and not to say too much about it but like, I really think it's another movie kind of set in medieval times. Um, it's one of those kind of based on a true story type of movies. And I don't know much about the uh, original story and what happened. But but essentially, just to kind of not give away the plot or not to spoil, but just, you know, basically, you get three versions of a story. And so you you get to kind of go along and follow this journey from different perspective. It's, it's one of those types of movies. And I just thought that kind of like green Knight, it winds up being very reflective. It's very, um, kind of scary how much it mirrored things that happen today, especially when you're talking about the speaking out movement, toxic masculinity. It's kind of one of those movies that kind of, talks about some of those things and how some of these like age old concepts of, uh, you know, um, kind of men sort of like missing the point entirely of like what sometimes what, what women are going through different things like that. And kind of how sometimes how 
misogynistic tendencies and things like that can come into play and kind of affect how we see or experience or even how we judge a certain thing that happens. So without saying too much, but anyway, I thought it was a great movie. Um, but, uh, but the last, the last thing I'll say about it is I did not like Ridley Scott's comments on why he thought that the movie bond, because this wasn't a box office success. It did come out for a little bit and, you know, didn't have a long stay at the box office and it did bomb. And when asked about it, Ridley Scott said it's because millennials are on their phones and not paying uh, attention to the movie. And it's like, uh, but um, if they were on their phones, then I mean, doesn't that mean that they came to the movie? I don't know. It was very like out of touch. Yeah. What he mm-hmm. said, He's and a I just man hate. On exactly, it was so out of touch, and I hate that he said that because now who 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 really is going to watch? Nobody's going to watch it now. Like if you were if you weren't, go, you know, if you were thinking about it, then that probably w- made a lot of people go, okay, well then obviously I'm not going to watch it. But I did think it was really good. I, I do think it's really good. And I do think it does. It, it it speaks about important things that 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 people are talking about today and should consider today. And I will say this. Out of all the movies I've seen this year, it has one of the best like fights that I've seen in a movie. Like it definitely does. There's a battle. And my goodness, man, I think it is easily one of the best battles I saw in a movie all year. So, yeah, I would recommend uh, The Last Duel. Um, another movie that I love that we reviewed was Encanto. And I'm not going to say too much about it. I do think that still that this is probably the best animated movie I saw all year, which I mean, what other than what Luca and I mean, there, there were a few of them that, that came out this year. Uh, Raya and the Last Dragon is another one that's great. But honestly, I think that Encanto, just the look of it, the messages and the and overall the story. And then, of course, the music. I think that the, this is the champion uh, animated film for this year. So I'm definitely going to be rooting for it whenever it's in the um, awards lineup. Uh, Shang-Chi is another movie that we reviewed together. And, uh, and overall, I think that we uh, all enjoyed the movie. So no need to say too much uh, about it. I just thought that it was a very good start for this uh, Shang-Chi character I think that all of the actors and actresses showed up in that movie was really impressed by the action sequences. And I do feel that it had some of the better action sequences of the year. So I thought that it deserved a spot um, on my list. Uh, the next one is um, the harder they fall, which was another movie that we reviewed. So of course you, you know, with some of these movies, you can check out our reviews. They're great. We get, we dive very deep into these movies, but this was a great Western. I just thought that this was not only just a great Western, I just thought that it was a great movie, a very nice spin on the revenge tale and Idris Elba, Lakeith Stanfield. I mean, everybody that was involved with this Regina King, everybody was awesome. So definitely one of the better movies that I saw um, this year. 
Um, another movie that I thought was great that I saw recently was Nightmare Alley. Um, I was really impressed by this. Um, this is a Guillermo del Toro movie. And so, so right away, you can tell that it was creatively shot. It's got excellent cinematography. Um, I'm a sucker for noir type of films like film noir and all of that stuff. And some of the black and white, like the dark kind of detective movies and stuff like that. I'm a sucker for those. I love all of that stuff, you know? So, so already I was in when I found out that's what this was going to be. And man, Bradley Cooper, I think really brings it in this movie. I loved the, the story of this and kind of where this character starts and kind of where this character winds up. I think that it was um, a, a great story. Now, it's not perfect, though. It is long, and it is one of those movies where I feel like like if you... Th- th- it's about two and a half hours, and there is a long section that I wondered uh, after the movie if it needed to be that long. But, but believe me when I say, this movie has one of the best third acts, I think, of any movie that I saw this year. Like, I think that when I stack up all of these movies that I've seen so far, it really was just one of the best, like, third acts and endings that I think a movie has done. So it's like, yeah, the first act is a little, you know, it it, it was a bit of a chore to get through, but it really picks up in the second. And boy, by the time you get to the third, I just walked out and I was very, very happy with what I saw. So Nightmare Alley, it's another one that's kind of in theaters right now, flying under the radar. But I would definitely recommend you see it. Um, Candyman was another one that we reviewed. And I think when I think about like scary movies, horror movies and just, um, you know, just movies in that genre. Um, to me, this was one of the standouts as far as like, like horror movies or horror reboots that you could see in the movie theater. Like, I really thought that Candyman was great. It was reflective. I love what they did with just all the symbolism and everything like that. And the way that Candyman is framed in this movie and how it sort of relates to our main characters. I just thought that it was uh, superbly done. It, it, it's definitely a movie that I will, um, th- that I will have to go back and watch and see what I missed. It, it was that good to me. So I thought that Candyman deserved a place on my list. Number nine is Pig. And, um, you know, we had a review for this. I think that we all, um, really enjoyed this film. And I do think that Nicolas Cage really comes through with his performance in this. And of course, there were other supporting performances that were great in this as well. And this was just a story, again, that was very reflective, very thoughtful and very simple in its premise. And I think it's one of those movies where it's a simple premise. They kind of took this whole kind of something, you know, we're, we're going on a quest to kind of get revenge or rectify a wrong type of story. And they put their own spin on it. And it's done in such an imaginative way. I couldn't help but uh, put Pig on the list. 
And then to round out number 10, and though this is not like the number one movie, but to round out my number 10 is uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, which is a movie that I just watched yesterday uh, starring Andrew Garfield. And um, it's about the uh, person that um, that came up with Rent, um, Mr. Jonathan Larson. Uh, who and I mean I've always known about Rent Sterling. You were the one who introduced me uh, to Rent and everything, and I wasn't a big fan of the movie. But you let me borrow the stage performance of it, and I was really a fan of that. And it kind of helped me sort of more appreciate the the story, seeing like the live stage performance and seeing what was left out and everything like that. Well seeing this movie and getting to learn about the the person Jonathan Larson behind it I could definitely see in this telling of his story where some of the inspiration for Rent came from it was a wonderful story it's a musical so I thought that the song selection here was great it's directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda so I mean if you're a fan of any of his movies or any of the movies where he produced or had songs out this year. This is the same kind of deal. They're catchy. They're timely. They they always seem to fit the situation and what the characters are going through. And Andrew Garfield absolutely um, killed it in this movie. So yeah, man, um, this was definitely a treat for me. Um, and, and that will round out my, oh, I'm sorry. There, there was one more. I can't believe I left this one out. Uh, <laughs> that was not. Sorry, guys. I, I'm looking yes, at my and list and skipped I know, one. I know which one you're about to say. And I was like, because I just texted Heather and I was like, did he say what <laughs> movie you're about to say? And she was like, no. And she was like, how? And I'm like, and I'm sitting here wondering, like, how the fuck did Jastin not put this on this fucking list? <laughs> Yeah, so my bad. My bad. Yeah, I caught myself. My bad. That was nine. So here's number ten, and number ten, of course, is Spider Man: uh, No Way Home. Which I mean, I don't think I need to say anything about that. We reviewed it. Don't need to say anything about it. I, I guess the only new thing I will say about it is, is that I just think that Spider Man: No Way Home is kind of like the ultimate um, affirmation of giving the fans what they want. I'll just say this about it. I think that sometimes like, especially with these comic book movies, sometimes I feel like filmmakers are trying to make the perfect movie or the best movie or the most reflective movie or the, the, or have the most diverse movie, like what Eternals tried to do or have the most like, thought-provoking comic book movie. And sometimes with this stuff, especially when it comes to superheroes, just give the fans what they want. You know, just give the fans what they've been clamoring for. And when I think about Spider-Man No Way Home, for all the things good about it, I think that's the main thing about it that just resonated for me and so many other people this year. They gave us what we wanted. We got all the Spider-Mans on screen. We got um, a, a Spider-Man uh, in this Tom Holland Spider-Man that fits more into the mold and the lore 
that Spider-Man is supposed to fit into, his story being shaped by the tragedies in his life. And that movie gave us that. So I just want to say that that's why I think it's here and deserves to be here. Because, you know, sometimes you just got to go back to the basics. And number one for any comic book, superhero, anything is just give the fans what they want, you know, and more than not, the movie is probably going to be successful. So, um, so hats off to uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. And now that is number uh, 10 uh, (laughs) to round out my list. And I have some runner ups and stuff like that, but we'll come back to me. And I can say those or give some kudos Man. to some movies that didn't make the 10, but I'd like to at least say something about them. Man, I was I was just flabbergasted. I was like, he didn't fucking say Spider-Man. He said Shang-Chi and he didn't even <laughs> say Spider-Man. Yeah, I somehow skipped it. I don't know how that happened, but anyway, rectified. There we go. Uh, Heather, what about you? <laughs> All right. So for me, actually, hold on. I want to say I might have had one too many. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm good. So, okay. My first one on my list that I put is going to be The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I watched that recently, and it's basically about the televangelist, you know, Tammy Faye and Jim Baker, and um, just sort of seeing it through the perspective of Tammy Faye and everything. And it stars Jessica Chastain, who honestly is perfection in this as Tammy Faye Baker. I mean, if anybody knows who that is, I mean, she's just like this over extravagant, animated, dramatic, excited woman, you know, very spiritually filled woman, always talking about her faith, but wears like the most makeup of any person you've ever seen and has like the tallest hair you've ever seen. So, She's just a very standout person that like, if you were to see her, you'd probably know who she was. Um, And, you know, I knew a little bit about her and Jim Baker's story, but this sort of takes you through more details of what happened with them trying to, you know, just become these big televangelist stars and everything. And um, I mean, the way that she does her voice, the, the way that she looks, the makeup that they do for her, just everything like I remember back when we watched Bombshell, I think it was Sterling who said something about Charlize Theron. Basically, she wasn't acting as, um, what was her name? Megan. uh, Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly. Yeah. That she basically was her. Like, that's how this is. Jessica Chastain is phenomenal as this role. Like, she's so good. And it's, it's unbelievable, really, like the transformation that she is in this. So... And it is an interesting story just to kind of see like just from the perspective of her and her upbringing and, you know, the, of course, the scandals that happen that go on between her and her husband and this um, big, you know, thing that they're trying to do and being so famous on TV and all this other stuff. And uh, it's it's an interesting story. And Andrew Garfield is also in this movie. He plays Jim Baker um, this is his year, honestly, though, because he's just killing it. And I mean, he's he's just really, really great. He's slowly becoming one of my favorite actors. He's just so diverse, I feel like. But um, yeah, it's it's really I think it's a really well done. Like, it's an interesting story. Um, you get a little bit of like you feel 
you feel for her in a lot of parts, but then you're also just like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, you know, and just seeing all the behind the scenes and the scandals of this whole thing. And it was just really interesting, you know, to see it. So um, I just really thought it was a, a a good movie. So yeah, that's definitely on my list for um, one of my, one of the best ones I've for me personally seen this year. Um, another one I'm going to put, which is probably going to be a little, <laughs> a little odd to a lot of people. I'm, I'm actually putting Psych 3 as <laughs> one of my favorites because I'm trying to think of a movie that kind of made me laugh more than that one this year. And I think it was probably the one that made me laugh the most. Um, there's a few others that really did too, but like, it's just a, you know, and again, of course, I'm a huge fan of the show Psych. So, you know, anytime they have a movie they bring out, I'm like all in. But I think this is probably the best one of the movies they've done pretty much. So, yeah, it was just, you know, I rewatched it recently just kind of as a background thing. And they always have things that you don't catch that around the first time watching it. So it's always just fun to go back and see the little very hidden jokes and stuff that they try to put in there and catching it and stuff like that. So that's why I put that one on here. Um, my next one is going to be Shang-Chi. That was a really good movie. I think, um, you know, kind of like Jason said, it's just very, I mean, just the, the action, the, the cast they did for this. And, you know, just as far as storytelling perspective, uh, from Marvel, this is just a really good one. You know, it's just a really, um, well-told story and just fun, a fun action movie. Like it's, it's a it's a really um it's a good mark for Marvel um for this year. So yeah, that's why he's on that list. Um uh, my next one is Judas and the Black Messiah. Um of course, you know, I know we all talked about this one on here and we were all a fan. I mean, just the powerhouse acting that they had in this one and I mean, uh Daniel Kaluuya just like he became Fred Hampton, you know, he just, he was him, he embodied him and he was so, so good. And Lakeith Stanfield always just kind of delivers every time and just learning more in general about that story, the story of Fred Hampton and the Black Panther Party and all these things that I just, you know, I wasn't as educated on. And I feel like this movie really helps you kind of learn a little bit of that. So yeah, it was a fantastic story and, you know, phenomenal acting. So definitely that one is a really top-notch one. My next one is Encanto. Of course, we all loved that one. I mean, it's probably, I mean, without a doubt for me, it's up there as one of my favorite, you know, Disney movies, really. You know, it's it's just really so well done. Just the music, the soundtrack, the stories, like how it pulls at you emotionally and how you can find a character in there that almost everybody can relate to in some way. It was so beautiful. And yeah, just really, it's, it's a message for people of any age. So yeah, it's super great. Of course, if you guys want to hear more on that, we've got a whole episode dedicated to it. So, um, my next one is going to be free guy. I really, this was another one for me that it was just fun. Like (laughs) it was just good old wholesome fun. And Ryan Reynolds is just kind of always 
a very charming Ryan Reynolds in anything he does pretty much. But there was just something about how this movie was done, just the the perspective that they tell it from. But also, I don't know, they just do some really creative things with the storytelling in it and just some fun cameos from people. Um, you know, it's just it's a fun like action romance comedy movie. It's it's just really well done. And you could tell that they put a lot of thought into the little, you know, small details they did in this movie. And it was just, it was just a really like it's one of the movies I remember most this year going to the theater and being like, I am fully satisfied by this movie. This movie was great. My next one on my list is also going to be Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, I saw that a little bit ago. It's so fantastic. Like, I also did not know the story of Jonathan Larson. Um, Again, Andrew Garfield. I mean, I just, I know he's up for a Golden Globe for this, and I think that he should win it for sure. I just think he's so great in it. And um, I don't even think I could, I realized that he could sing, (laughs) but he's good. He's a good singer. It's a very um, artistic and stylish movie with how they do some of it, where they intermix the musical part of it with kind of like a a one act play sort of thing. Um, But it's really cool. Like it, it moves along well Um, and it it doesn't, you know, you're not lost. You, you know, what's going on. You're, you're following along with it, but they just do some very artistic things with how they tell the story of what's happening. And it was kind of cool how they would do certain songs um, kind of like, going against the scene of what's happening in it feels kind of like jarring, but how they do it just works really well. So I just thought it was really um, artistic and creative and really well acted. So um, my next one on my list is the suicide squad. Also just so much fun. Like, just a freaking awesome movie. Like (laughs) that movie is probably the one that got me most pumped about a movie that I was watching in theaters. It was so, and it's one of those where I do not at all regret going to the theater to see that one. So it's just really funny, great action, um, great acting. I mean, these characters are so fun and they're really good at when you have a lot of characters that you're trying to put in one film, like they know how to do it. Right. Um, this was James Gunn, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and so that makes sense. So yeah, they just, they did it the right way and they completely redeemed the other movie that they tried to do with this and just completely transformed it into something amazing. Um, and it's beautifully shot and just so many great dynamic things about that movie. So, um, that's why it's on my list. And my neck, my rounding mine out. Oh no, actually I did the same thing Jason did. No, I have two more (laughs) almost rounding it out. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home, of course, for all the reasons everybody's loving this movie. It's just very, yeah, it's. It's kind of like speaks to the fans on a very deep level for most of most part. Um, Great action, super funny. Um, It kind of rounds out the Tom Holland Spider-Man story pretty well. Yeah, it's just I mean, I, I was such a fan. I just thought it was a lot of fun. Like even with its flaws, you know, it's not a perfect movie. 
it was still probably one of my favorite Marvel movies um, that I can remember to recent memory. And it's just a lot of fun. So now rounding out my list, my favorite movie actually of the entire year is The Harder They Fall. Uh, Just so stylish, so amazing. I love just the soundtrack that they did fits so perfectly with every scene that they did. Everybody was so badass in that movie. Like just every person oozed coolness, like all over the place in that movie. And of course, phenomenal acting and cast. And it's just a very stylish, cool and unique way to kind of do this Western, you know, make it modern and make it fresh and tell just a really good story. So yeah, that's my favorite movie of this year for sure. Um, And yeah, that rounds out my 10. I don't know how both of you guys just end up going. Oh yeah. I'm going to forget Spider-Man. I think that you guys are just secretly siding with me and didn't really <laughs> like it as much as you claim you did. Um, oh, come on. Quit picking on Spidey. And I should have said Judas, man. I, but, but you know what confused me about that or, or what makes me, what made me not think about it because it was nominated, right? Like, at the last that's because they delayed, Academy Awards. They delayed it all into movies into this year because of COVID yeah. delaying all the movies coming out. Yeah, it came okay. out just really early this past year. Yeah. 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 And no, I'm not saying it because it is a 2021 release. And I was like, oh, I could have put that on my list. But I guess I just it, it because it was at the Oscars, it makes me associated with last year, but yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned it because yeah, that that's definitely a top movie of 2021. It's just yeah, where it was, I I should have put that on my list, so I'm glad you mentioned it. But anyway, go ahead, Sterling. <laughs> well, don't worry, Justin, because it's also on my list because I don't forget things <laughs> like that. So yes, I'm starting off with Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, go listen to our episode on it. it's fucking fantastic. I love that. The good thing about every one of my list is we did an episode on them. So it works out like that. Um, Also, my top 10. Fuck both you guys. Willie's Wonderland is utterly fantastic. That movie's fucking great. (laughs) I fucking loved every second of it. And just go listen to the episode. And just like, you know, a lot of that with a movie like this. I'm the only one that really loved it. So fuck everybody else. Um, Next is Nobody. Because fuck that movie was great. We even mentioned it in the Matrix episode because it's like, how do you have nobody out action the Matrix? But hey, it did. So go listen to that. Me and Justin did one on that. Um, I concur with Heather on this one. Uh, Suicide Squad 2021. Uh, fucking love that movie. Rewatched it again like last week. It's still fucking great. Hands down, not even close. The single best comic book movie of 2021. The only comic book movie even on my list. Uh, I fucking (laughs) loved it. I do disagree with Heather. I don't think it redeemed the other movie because then that would mean the other movie's okay now. No, it maybe redeemed that franchise and made it a viable thing again. But no, I love everything about that movie. Like I said, it's the only comic book movie that I truly, truly enjoyed this year. Um, Next is another one that Justin said. Uh, pig because pig was fucking fantastic just it kind of showed why weirdly enough nicholas cage still has staying power 
because you look at a lot of his movies, especially recently, and you're like, why the fuck is this guy still a thing? Like, I expect Willie's Wonderland out of him, but you don't expect a pig out of him. And pig was fucking great. Um, next is Candyman, because of fucking course it is. Like, it's one of the <laughs> only reboot, remake, sequel type of fucking movies this year that I actually fucking liked. You know, it's just all around great social message, great horror, great direction, just a great reinvention of the Candyman franchise whilst also staying so true to what the Candyman truly is. Uh, Next on my list is Werewolves Within because that movie was just sneaky fucking fantastic. It just kind of comes out of nowhere. Didn't get a lot of fanfare. Didn't get a lot of, you know, media coverage, press, all that stuff. And it's just a great, fun horror comedy movie that more people need to see. Uh, Next, I've got Harder They Fall, which I think we all said that at this point because it's fucking great. You know, I know I said a weird line when we did that episode, but like I like Westerns when they're good. And I know that's an oxymoronical statement. But it's just one of those things that, like, there's a ton of Westerns that people, like, claim they like. Like, look at them. They're shitty Westerns. But then you have something like this, and it kind of reinvigorates what the Western franchise can be and kind of shows the true strengths of what a good Western can have and shows why the Western franchise is was as big as it was and, you know, what it should be now. Because it's a great fucking movie. Uh, next to my list is Malignant. Because I just fucking loved that movie. Because it is a mind fucking That half. was an honorable mention. And yeah. it's just, I everything about that movie is just balls to the wall. Insanity. And I just fucking dug everything they did in that movie. Like, I thought it was, like, crazy. But, like, the way it mind fucks you at the end is just the greatest type of mind fuck. And uh, the last one I'm going to talk about is uh, Encanto. Because how the fuck do you watch any movie in 2021, see that, and it not be in your top 10? Because it's just fucking spectacular. I even uh, rewatched it literally this last weekend because it's on uh, Disney Plus now already. And, dude, same fucking thing. Like, you know, the the denouement, the, the crescendo and all this other stuff fucking choked me up again and i knew that shit was coming like it didn't even get the element of surprise this time and it still fucking choked me up because it's fucking great but then i will also say this louisa song and isabella's songs like especially uh louisa's song actually choked me up a little bit this time because now instead of experiencing the song for the first time and just trying to keep up with what it's telling with the story and all this other stuff i got to experience it knowing what it meant before going into it and it hits just a little bit harder that time like that song just hits a little harder when you know what it means to the totality of the story same with Isabella's song like those songs just hit a little bit more and you know there's all these crazy fan theories and all this other stuff with this movie and it's just honestly it's an instant classic like if this is the direction that Disney animation is going just give them all the animated Academy Awards ever. If this is what they're going to be doing with that shit. 
because it's an unbelievable, unstoppable force. And I loved every second of it. So those are my top 10. Okay, we got some diversity and then we got some similar ones. You know, fuck y'all Spider-Man bullshit. Oh boy. Oh my God. Why you hate? I hate on Spider-Man. I had uh, um, Nobody and Suicide Squad and Werewolves Within as mentions. So. Yeah, I had Nobody and Malignant on mine. Yeah. And Pig. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. See, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm batting clean up. I'll cover all those bases for you guys <laughs> since you don't have the audacity yep. to put them in your top 10. Same with <laughs> Willie's Wonderland, where it belongs. So, uh, you guys ready to go to worst? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so worst. I'll start this one off. We'll We'll go in a different order with this one. I'm starting off my worst list, The Little Things which I think is another movie people may have forgotten fucking came out this year. Um, oh, I remember. God awful fucking movie. You know, I think it was one of the first ones we did off of HBO Max. Anyway, movie fucking sucked. Um, like, oddly enough, I'm looking at my list. There is a lot of HBO Max movies on there. The ones that went to theaters and HBO Max. Go figure. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong's on this list because that movie sucked so hard. Like, don't get me wrong. I didn't think it was going to be good after watching Godzilla King of <laughs> Monsters, but somehow it's just a little bit worse and fucking terrible. Um, next on my list is Spiral. Just because that movie, like I wasn't expecting much out of that movie, but at the same time, like how do you try to reinvent the Saw franchise by just doing more of the same dumb shit they've been doing for the last, I don't know, 27 sequels <laughs> like how do you do that um also on my list hbo max classic mortal Kombat. because <laughs> fuck the movie sucks what mortal Kombat on your list well, why would it not be on my list i fucking absolutely hated it <laughs> like i thought you loved kano oh my god what the fuck was that character like <laughs> like he I was have, gross. I That's what he was. Never been ashamed of my Mortal Kombat tattoo that I have oh. until this movie <laughs> came out. Oh damn! I wanted to stop admitting <sighs> I was a fan of the franchise Mortal Kombat because this fucking movie—they killed off Prince Goro in the first fucking movie before the tournament began. What is this bullshit? What the fuck is magic? I don't know. MMA armor. What the fuck is this movie? <laughs> um, now you have to like clarify, like, no, no, this tattoo's from before the 2021 movie. <laughs> this is pre-Mortal Kombat 2021 Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah, just fuck everything. Like, Mortal Kombat Annihilation is infinitely a better movie than that was. I said <laughs> it. Uh, next is a movie I almost forgot about until I started just looking at what movies came out in 2021. Woman in the Window. That movie sucked so bad, too. <laughs> like, it was just a fucking nothing. Jasmine was talking about film noir earlier and stuff like that. And, like, I also saw Nightmare Alley. I have my issues with it. 
and me and Justin texted a little bit about it and stuff like that. Like when Justin's talking about how that first act is a little slow, I think he's underselling it a little bit. It's epically <laughs> slow, but you're not wrong with the third act being one of the like best things you'll watch. And this is, it's, it's a spoiler if you know what I'm talking about, but it's not really a spoiler. There's something about the way Gilmero del Toro films a man getting his face beat in. That's a magical thing to watch. Because he did something. <laughs> that is true. Because remember the face beat in scene from Pan's Labyrinth? When the guy grabs the bottle mm-hmm. and beats the. Gilmero del Toro can film a face being beat in better than anybody. I, I said it. I'll defend that statement. And he, <laughs> he holds that up in this movie. He outdoes himself in this movie with a face beat in scene. And that's all I'm going to say about it. I won't say, you know, he just, he, the man knows how to beat in a face. That's all I'm saying. But you know what doesn't know how to make a good movie? Anybody associated, associated with women in the window, because it's supposed to be like (laughs) a film noir, Alfred Hitchcock-esque callback. And it is none of those things at all. Like everyone that's in that movie or thought about that movie or anything like that, should kind of just feel a little bit ashamed of themselves. And there's there's some good people in it. Uh, next is, of course, without a shadow of a doubt, anybody that knows me knows this is coming. Venom 2, let all the carnage be a carnage, or whatever the fuck that movie was called. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, that movie sucked. I remember I was on TikTok. I might have mentioned this on the podcast. I don't remember. But I was on TikTok a couple of weeks ago. And somebody was like, man, nobody told me this movie was funny. And they were filming themselves watch a scene from Venom 2. And it's the scene where he goes, I'm going to kill you, father. And then the priest goes, oh, no. And then Carnage goes, not you, father, you, father. And I'm like, motherfucker, you think that's a joke? (laughs) Like, what about that was funny? Because honestly, Carnage should have killed that priest, too. Like, that's just his thing. So, fuck, it was dumb. Um, Next is Halloween Kills, because, yeah, go listen to our episode on it. Movie sucks so hard. Um, Next on my list, and this one is not a surprise, really, but Space Jam 2, more Space Jamming. That sucked so bad. (laughs) Like, and there were zero expectations. Your bar was literally just be better than a shitty movie from 1996 that people think was good. That's all you had to do was just be better than that. And it went, no, I'm not even going to (laughs) try. And I went, okay, good to know. But it had all those familiar characters in it. Yeah. I thought you liked that. Like the rape nuns from a 1970s movie, of course. (laughs) 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 You know, it had all those great 1998 Matrix references in a 2021 kids movie. Jesus, this movie is so fucking dumb. Like the hands down, the best part of that movie is when Lola's going through the Wonder Woman shit. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's the best part of this movie. And the Michael B. Jordan cameo. I mean, sure, because he's eye candy. But outside of that, not really. That's all you need, really. Well, that's fair. Um, next on my list is Conjuring 3. 
Uh, what the fuck was the tagline of that movie? Deviling the devil de- made me do it. Devil be deviling. Yeah, that movie. Um, <laughs> Keep on deviling. The devil went down to Georgia. I think. I think that was the title. <laughs> oh yeah, it was Conjuring Three, Haunting in Connecticut Two, Ghosts of Georgia, Devil. <laughs> Got it. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is, is I said an actual movie title in there, and that's my favorite movie title of all time. If anybody doesn't know, my favorite movie title of all time is Haunting in Connecticut Two. Ghosts of Georgia. Just the best, best fucking title I want ever. that to really, I wish that was the tagline to it. Ghosts of Devil Georgians or whatever. Yeah, the, no, that movie sucked. I, I know I don't like the Conjuring movies as a whole, but even as a Conjuring fan, like if, if somebody is a Conjuring fan, you can't say that that one was good. Like there are elements of the first two movies that... Like I said, I don't like the Warrens, but I could see from a movie or horror perspective where you might like those like those scenes or those movies. And you can't tell me that there's anything in The Conjuring 3 that's even fucking close to any of that shit. It's just a bunch of fucking propaganda bullshit nothingness. Fuck that movie and fuck the Warrens. And I'm going to wrap my list up with the longest movie of the year, clocking in at like 27.3 hours, uh, which is JLA, the Snyder Cut. Because fuck, that movie was so damn long and not even that good. (laughs) It just wasn't even that good. If you at least put a bunch of good shit in a four hour movie, okay. But they went, man, we're going to do four hours of bullshit, dumb stuff. And act like it's special. We're going to make it a special cut. So much so that they released a black and white version of it too. Fuck this pretentious ass bullshit. Wow. And fuck a four hour movie. Fuck everything. Like, and what we, we've been waiting, what, four years for this movie? And then that's what they give us? Fuck off. Nothing about that movie was good. Nothing about that movie is redeemable. It's just the longest schlog fest of a movie you could ever fucking watch. It's a cure for fucking insomnia is what it is because you can't tell me after two and a half hours of bullshit and you know, you still have another feature length film worth of bullshit left to watch that you don't want to take a nap. Fuck everything about that movie and fuck every other movie named on this list. Uh, Heather, you go or comment on what I said. I don't give a fuck. Well, I feel like you kind of, you took a lot. I mean, I feel like our lists are almost completely the same, (laughs) but um, I will like speaking on the Conjuring 3, you know, Haunting in Connecticut 2 movie. (laughs) um, It, I completely agree with you because the thing is, I was a fan of the first two Conjuring movies. Like the first Conjuring movie is probably one of my favorite horror movies. And, you know, I I was a fan of those. this one, and I think just because of how much I do enjoy those, this was just such a like huge, huge step down, several steps down from what those were like to where speaking as a fan of those, I, I can't be a fan of this. Like it's just they they just take everything that was good and magical and like supernatural about the originals and they just make it something completely different in the third one that, you know, it's just, it it just completely goes off the rails with 
you know, what it tries to say. Um, what is her name? Elizabeth Warren? Is that her name? Um, what her like powers are and things Elizabeth like that Warren's where you're the congressperson. You're probably right. I'm sorry. What is her name? No, Something Lorraine, Warren, Mrs. Lorraine Warren. Warren. Lorraine. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Lorraine Warren. Yes. Um, you know, just just I don't know. They they completely sort of re redo these characters to where they're not for me, what I what I did like about the characters from the movies, not the people in real life that I did like about them, you know. Uh, it just feels like they're ch- they changed so much of what they did from the first and second that it was like they were desperate to just kind of make another movie and didn't really, it, it was just nothing. And it's just a disappointment because I did enjoy the others so much. I wanted to enjoy this one and there, you just can't, there's nothing about it that's special or unique or whatever. So I agree. That was also on my list. So, um, and then I also, I got to put on there fast nine. Like, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I'm not saying it was a terrible movie, but man, if I was not utterly disappointed in that movie. Well, I do like how you say <laughs> like, that, though. You're not saying it's a terrible movie. It's just one of the 10 worst of the last year. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all. <laughs> I just, I think it's because that was probably one of the biggest disappointments of the year for me. You know what I mean? And, and I just, yeah, it, the chemistry of the main characters in it was just gone altogether. Um, you know, they're just going into space. Like what? Like, <laughs> so, you know, it's just, whoa, that, that movie, what? Going into space was the only good thing in that entire movie. Do not act like that was bad. <laughs> that is the one redeeming mm. quality of that movie because that's the one thing I thought that they would do in that movie. So you leave the space <laughs> out of it, damn it. Okay. But they also wasted, you know, bringing back such a great character for a nothingness. So it just, it was just a big disappointment all around and just no no chemistry between anybody in the movies and you know it it just wasn't the fun even the like back and forth banter with Ludacris and Tyrese it was just it wasn't I don't know it felt a little bit more forced and I don't know it just wasn't the same and it was just a disappointment but um the next one on my list is old (laughs) M. Night Shyamalan's old um (laughs) (laughs) i mean here's the thing with it aside from some just a couple of like really good actors who are in it this movie was nuts (laughs) like it just it it started out with like you know okay i'm curious what's gonna happen and then it just it, it was just like what this is yeah no it was just a definitely a nod on Shyamalan's list of one of his better movies so you know it's just I I just feel like they they were a little bit creepy with some of the stuff that they did with it um like children who aren't really children but know how to have sex somehow like you know what I mean like just random weird stuff that they have like that in it and you know a girl who's technically like seven when the movie starts and then you know, she becomes a teenager and running around and like, you know, this 
bikini and stuff like that when she's really technically a seven-year-old girl. And it just was a weird concept that didn't quite work in all the elements that they thought it did, I think. But yeah, I was not a fan. Um, Yeah, so that was just, that was a no for me. Um, My next one is also um, Halloween Kills. Because again, I was a huge fan of the 2018 movie that they did and I was just really excited for this one and expected more from it (laughs) and was hoping that it was gonna just be awesome like the other you know redone movie was um and it was not it was nothing close it was just like they they undid everything awesome that they did with the 2018 version um or film and just made it completely ridiculous (laughs) so it was also one of my bigger disappointments of the year for sure. So I, and I had been looking forward to that. I think since the last one came out and they announced another one was coming, I was like, yes. And I'm very sad. And now I'm like, I don't even know if I can look forward to the next one, but it was just very much a, this is a movie we have to do to get to the third movie kind of movie. <laughs> so it was just kind of a huge disappointment. Um, next one on my list, also Space Jam new legacy (laughs) even though i will slightly disagree with sterling in that i did like this one better than the original one it's still not good (laughs) it's there's no two ways about it like it's just not a good movie um for all the reasons sterling said um uh, another one on my list is i gotta say guys um matrix resurrections it's just so hugely disappointing and um it was kind of i mean it it was just too it was trying to do too much and then it failed in all the levels to make it as good as they wanted it to be um which you know we just did an episode on that so we know all the reasons that there's there's one interesting character in this entire movie and she was underutilized so uh next on my list venom let there be carnage because there shouldn't have even been a second Venom movie. That's kind of all I can say about that. Um, then I will go into Mortal Kombat as well because, man, what a what a crazy movie. <laughs> um, all I have to say is Kano. That's it. And you understand why I hate this movie. So, um, And then, yep, on, on my list as well, The Woman in the Window. Man, what a waste of so many good actors, you know, and a potentially interesting story that they just completely made nothing. Um, Yeah, there was just there was nothing mysterious about it. There was nothing thriller like about it. It was it was so it fell flat in every area. Um, And then my final one, which for me was the absolute worst movie of the year, The Little Things. It's just that movie was just terrible on all levels. And it's so sad because, I mean, Denzel, Remy Malek, I mean, you got some good people there. Potential, you know, great chance to have an awesome movie. And man, it did not work at all. It was so bad. Like story was bad the pacing of it was bad it just there was nothing good about it so yep that's my list all right justin what about you 
Dang, I, I got a quite a few of the same ones y'all do, so I'll just try to add something to it. But the first one on my list is Snake Eyes, because man, dude, like... <laughs> <laughs> I was close to putting that one. Man, dude, this was man, it was bad, man. Like <laughs> like I mean, I don't know why they just keep thinking, you know what? We're going to come out with these GI Joe movies and they're they're I mean, and and they're just not good and they keep trying this and I just think that this whole GI Joe Origins experiment has already ended with this first movie. So, you know, Henry Golding is not an actor that I hate or anything like that. I like Henry Golding and he tried, but man, the story was just so stupid. And, you know, there's pits with, <laughs> with snakes. And I mean, it was, it was just, <laughs> I don't understand sometimes the sad what thing was is, happening. Though, it's still the best of any of the G.I. Joe movies, which is sad. <laughs> it probably is. I know you're probably right about that because, oh, oh, my goodness, they're bad. But like, and then it tried to do this thing where, oh, look, we got Storm Shadow. Do you like that, don't you? And I was like, no, because the journey to get to Storm Shadow, nothing cool happened whatsoever. And the fight scenes are just dull. I don't even remember any of them. And then there were, he had to pass these tests that he didn't pass them, but he passed them. It's dumb. Okay. Anyway. Um, yep. <laughs> so the second movie is Venom down to Carnage town or whatever the the movie is called. <laughs> um, well, I don't like Carnage town. The, the food sucks and the people are mean. This just, I mean, uh, Oh, I hate these movies. And I was so concerned that the Tom that the Tom Hardy Venom was going to be in the in the Spider Man movie, and thankfully he was in and he was out, and he wasn't in the movie at all except in the end credits. So thank goodness. But anyway, this movie just is it, just more of it. Really, they were just like, hey, you know how we can do this uh, Carnage movie? Let's do the Venom Part One, except. Instead of the doctor, it'll be carnage and they'll fight at the end. And it was like they had on paper, oh, we want Venom to fight carnage. And then they just had no Id earthly idea of how to get there. And I mean, the movie's dumb and Venom's at a rave. And I think that's all I need to say about that. Um, the next one is uh, Fast Nine. And, and I totally agree with you, Heather. I mean, how could this not be on the list? I mean, they just basically... I mean, pretty much without the rock in this to add that charisma and that extra story element uh, without, mm -hmm. you know, really without Hobbs or Shaw in this movie, you could just tell that this movie was really missing them as stars. And with the rest of the cast, I mean, this just seemed like all the flashbacks. So look, we, we got Dom uh as a kid and you're, you're gonna think this is interesting right and it just and even though that 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 actor that played young dom was really trying you know this yeah. just was not good man i mean it, it just wasn't and it was just way too it's gotten to the point to where it's so nonsensical that it's not even like fun anymore it just felt tedious and yeah like I mean, I, I don't care who you put in space when it's not a good movie, when it's not a good journey. 
it don't matter. Um, so on to the next one. Uh, I agree with you guys. It's uh, Mortal Kombat is definitely in there. I mean, I don't want to see a story about Cole Young and mitochlorines or what was it called? What did you need to have in order to be a Mortal Kombat? Ginkgo Balobas. Yeah, the the tattoo, <laughs> the the tattoo igloo or whatever, the igloo tattoo or whatever it was, you know, that anybody can get, or if you kill somebody on accident, you get it, or if you, or whatever. It was bad, guys. So no, please, no more Mortal Kombat movies. Just stop doing it. The only thing good about that movie was the Scorpion uh, Sub Zero scene at the beginning, and then, and that's the first what ten minutes of the movie, and it is yep. downhill from there. It is totally different than from everything else in that movie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, please, uh, no more of that, please. And I agree with you again, Have the, the Matrix uh, Resurrections Neo Christ Superstar, whatever it was called. Man, <laughs> like, th- this just, man, dude, like, this was, if, if Spider-Man is the way to do, like, fan service and bringing back old characters and different things like that, then Matrix Resurrections is the perfect example of how not to do that. Um, the movie tries to be meta and then ultimately becomes the thing that it is making fun of the, the very thing that it is satiring. It just becomes so really it all just feels like one big joke. And it's just unfortunate that this was supposed to be a big return for the matrix. And it looks like it bombed and we're probably not going to get any more until they decide to do another bad reboot. Um, also on my list, uh, the little things, I totally agree with you guys. It, it just wasn't any good, man. And, you know, it sucks because I love Rami Malik and Denzel Washington, but this movie didn't do them justice. And that ending, I'm still scratching my head. So that I'm probably bleeding somewhere in the back of my head, scratching it because the ending was just so dumb. Like I still yeah. don't really understand what we were trying to do. And then they were trying to have this reflective message at the end. And it just totally doesn't work because you're like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Just normal common sense. So yeah. How about that? That should be a new year's resolution for some of these movies. Just try to have some common sense, you know, before you get all (laughs) reflective and everything, just make sure that the movie has common sense. Okay. Could you do that for me, please? Just please do that. Um, number nine on the list is, uh, Space Jam really for all of the things that Sterling said, no need to repeat it. This was really bad and everything from just the bad acting to, um, and unfortunately, and I love Don Cheadle, but I think Algie Rhythm might be the worst character that he's ever played. In anything, just I hear that. In, I hear that in anything ever. So I'm sorry, Don Cheeto. Like, play. I'm sorry you you played this, but I mean, I'm sure you made a paycheck and had fun and everything like that. I'm sure maybe you don't regret it. I bet the paycheck was nice, but man, dude, please never do algae rhythm ever again. Um, and then the last movie that um I put on this list, and I and I just kind of put it in its own section under disappointing. I don't, again, kind of like to the words that you said, Heather, 
I don't think that this is a bad film overall, but I do think it was a disappointing one. And that's Eternals. I'm, I'm going to put it in here. Like, I feel like Marvel pretty much with all of their television content this year and most of the movies this year, you know, Black Widow, Shang-Chi and Spider-Man No Way Home being at the top of that. I just feel like they did so well with everything this year from those movies to the television shows that we got with Loki, WandaVision, uh, Hawkeye, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, Even What If was great. And then you just have this sitting there as just a lone thing that just didn't really come through, man. It just, it had, it was just too much. It was trying to do and it couldn't balance it all. It couldn't do it all. And it ultimately winds up. And, and I think for, there was no movie. Honestly, I think I can say this and it's true. There was no movie that I watched this year that I saw more potential in that didn't live up to its potential like this did. And then the fact that it came from Marvel Studios, I think makes it probably one of the more disappointing movies uh, this year. So, yeah, I think that because for those reasons, Eternals uh, rounds out my worst list this year. Now, Justin, I do have to ask you a question. When you were thinking about your worst this year, did you consider Prisoners of Ghostland? Or Ghosts of Prison Land? Where the fuck that movie was called? Yes, I did. It was an honorable mention. We'll see. <laughs> I have it I in my honorable, dishonorable mentions. I thought about it. But the reason why I didn't put it on there is still months later, I still have no fucking clue what the fuck I watched. <laughs> I still don't know. And so I felt bad putting it on the worst list because I'm like, it technically could be good if I understood what I watched. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm not going to lie. The one redeeming quality that it has is that we did have a lot of fun recording the podcast episode for it. So I will give it that. I mean, I, I I can't remember the last time I laughed that hard doing an episode just talking about it. Like when we got to the part where the girl is like, hey, I'm just going to randomly jump on this town rail gun that's loaded and just shoot everybody in the t- and shoot everybody except the main characters. I just I lost it, man. What we got on that part on the podcast. So I will give it that. I had a lot of fun recording for it. But, yeah, it was definitely in the uh dishonorable mentions list along with old and spiral was some dishonorable mentions, but y'all talked about them. So we're good. I mean, yeah, that was just one of those movies where like, I think that that might be why I couldn't end up putting ghosts of, of prison. I what prisoners of Ghostland. The reason why I couldn't put it is because that episode for it being whatever kind of movie it was, was one of the like the more fun recordings so i'm like to me that means there was the redeeming quality of it all that yeah like so I, bad it's good sort of yeah kind <laughs> in of some but, it, but it's not like it's still like i, I never want to watch yeah, it again not. never <laughs> just never want to watch it again i am disappointed i own the movie but i could probably talk about it again 
like <laughs> I could I could talk about it again because I'm still just as confused. I still think my favorite thing of that episode was the fact that I talked about how there was a scene that I'm watching the movie and I went, wait, what just happened? I missed something and rewound it and went, nope, I didn't miss a damn thing. Just it just went into this and you had the exact same moment. Like what it was, uh, it was, it was the, the, his, his, uh, accomplice from the bank robbery that all of a sudden shows up as a nuke ghost zombie at the end or at the beginning of the third <laughs> act, he just shows up and then they're like, yep, we're friends now. You're like, wait, wait what? Yep. And then a nuclear explosion <laughs> happens. Just a nuclear explosion happens. And I went, wait, what? Where did the nuke come from? <laughs> yeah. That's... And everyone's just standing there, okay? <laughs> and they're just watching it. They're just going, man, those ghosts just nuked themselves. Man, crazy. Just, wow. It's a, it's an experience. It really is. Um, but yeah, I, I, think, I think that's why I couldn't end up putting it on my list is... All of these other movies, like, yeah, did I enjoy shitting on Mortal Kombat nonstop when we did that episode? Sure. But at the same time, like, I'm genuinely mad at something like Mortal Kombat because the games have a great story. And you couldn't even get an ounce of that into your movie. You know, it's a franchise that's been around for what, 30 years now? And you still feel the need to put an audience perspective character in it. It's been around for 30 fucking years. The audience knows what the fuck's going on with mortal Kombat. You don't need an audience perspective character. Like that's to me is one of the weirdest decisions in a movie in 2021 is putting that Cole character in this movie. Freaking Cole, man. Like and his superpower was to get beat the fuck up. Like, what is that? Like, but it's just like they put an audience perspective character in a 30-year-old franchise story. It's like if they if DC did another Superman movie and they did it from the perspective of Jimmy Olsen because they're afraid you can't understand a Superman movie without it. Like, no, we get what Superman is. Like, you can just do Superman. Like, Spider-Man. Let's do a new movie, Spider-Man. <laughs> what if they did Spider-Man 3 from the sole perspective of Ned? And I don't even have a problem with the character of Ned. I think he's a fine character. But they're like, nope, we need to ground the story of Spider-Man in the Ned character as your perspective. Because otherwise, you'll never expect, like, accept a man's, like, <laughs> swinging around New York City like a spider. <laughs> we're, we're past that shit. Like, this isn't 1970. You don't have to throw audience characters into all of your sci-fi or fantasy or what is now like your nerd culture-like movies. We don't need that anymore. We've just, you know, grown as a society of moviegoers. Now, some movies do need a, a perspective character. Perspective characters work great in horror movies. You know? Like, you want that that potential survivor to you know that you want the person to root for you know what you don't need in mortal Kombat, a new character to root for because you know 
they have what 40 something fucking characters in the Mortal Kombat franchise. Let's add one exclusive to the movies. That's what it is. I think that pisses me off like the most now, now that I think about it, now that I've said it out loud, Cole is like the character that they added to the video game, but it's like a loot box exclusive character. That's just a cheap spam character. If you're playing online, it adds nothing to the story and it's just a bullshit character that they threw in for whatever stupid reason. That's what he is. He's that character. Ugh. Anyway. Um, you guys got any more thoughts about worse? I was going to say something about one of yours, Heather, and I don't remember what it was. Mm. Oh, well, it's too late now. Was it fast nine or old? one of the only few that you didn't have on yours <laughs> no because i never saw old I oh just yeah read the true. comic um halloween kills maybe no because i put that on my list matrix mm, oh yeah it was matrix it was matrix i wanted to talk to you guys about something real quick with the matrix so and justin brought it up it was like it was a satire that became a satire but it was a bad satire there's now rumors going around with that movie that that was the point of the movie was to be the bad satire that they joked about being in this movie. And like people that don't like it just don't get it. Like that they did that intentionally because of, like I said in the episode and what they say in the movie that they Warner brothers was going to make a new matrix movie regardless, but they were like to the Wachowskis like you can do it, but if you don't, we're going to do it anyway. And Keanu Reeves was like, well, I'll only do it if the Wykowskis do it. And I think Carrie Ann Moss was like, I'll only do it if Keanu and the Wykowskis do it. So that's why it became the movie it was. But now the rumor is that like they intentionally made it that way to be a satire about it, to kind of ruin the Matrix franchise so that Warner Brothers wouldn't just make one themselves in two years because this would have left wow. intentionally left a bad taste in everybody's mouth with the matrix. That's weird to do. Okay. <laughs> Let's just unbuild everything that you guys loved about the epic matrix and, you know, just out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> but that's interesting. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, what, that's pretty crazy. But watching the movie, I, I just, I can't agree with that. That's what they did because it's not smart no. enough to be that. No, it's very it's not. clearly obvious that they were not smart enough to do that in this movie. Like <laughs> that's some next level shit. And they did not, they couldn't do it. And like, also would that really stop Warner brothers from like just rebooting the matrix if they wanted? Like, so what everybody hates this movie, they're not going to make one. Fuck that. Warner Brothers will make it in two right. years if they actually thought it would make money. They don't give a shit if anybody didn't like this one. They'd redo it. The problem is, is they spent $200 million making that bullshit. $200 million. It was a $200 million movie. I think it made fifteen worldwide on its release. Like, fuck. That's what's going to make Warner Brothers hesitate. How much fucking money they lost on it. And also, yeah. where did that $200 million go 
like 45% of your movie is literally scenes from another movie. Where did you spend 200 million? <laughs> it wasn't the wardrobe because they wore their own clothes, it looks like. Keanu wore whatever the fuck he was wearing that day. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I actually think that those are his clothes. I, d- I did want to say that, and I forgot <laughs> to say this in the other one. The costumes for Morpheus were fucking spectacular, though. I loved those choices. Yeah, that's true. He was he looked nice. You know, when you wear like a bright purple suit or a bright orange. I don't even like the color orange, but he made it work. I liked those. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But that's it. Like, this, you know, and then other than the shit we talked about in the episode, if you want to hear that, go listen to it. Um, but yeah, no, that's what I wanted to say about the Matrix was that stuff. I just thought these other movies were worse than that. As bad as it was. Like it just, these other ones were fucking worse to me at least. Um, so let's go into like some of the Cinefan stuff. Let me, let me hit the button. Um, so I know Heather, you had compiled some, some Cinefan responses for us. So was- I did. Yeah. I kind of did statistics of, you know, kind of the ones that most people said were favorites or in their, you know, their top five at least. And then, yeah, went from there. Um, I mean, I could give you sort of the top three that people chose if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Give us what you found. So based on the people who did respond to our putting out there, you know, tell us what your top five movies are um, in your worst, if you want, you know, um, so comes as no surprise that Spider-Man by a landslide won as everyone's favorite. It got 19 <laughs> people to say that it was in their top five. 19 of the people who responded put Spider-Man. So yeah, it definitely won. <laughs> but um the second highest choice of people of what people put was the suicide squad they had um i think there were eight people who put that uh not including us but best comic book movie of 2021 yep and then does anybody want to guess what the third one is man it's gonna be some bullshit i'm gonna go with encanto i saw it a lot it would better be encanto if it's not encanto it's gonna be bullshit like Godzilla versus Kong. I saw that a lot. <laughs> that made me mad. It, it was not in Kanto. It was actually Shang-Chi. Um, ah, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then um, Candyman and Ghostbusters actually both tied. Um, Who the fuck watches <laughs> Candyman and Ghostbusters and says, yep, they're on the same level? What the fuck is that? <laughs> Man. And see, Ghostbusters was in my, I, I almost put that as a dishonorable mention. <laughs> That's funny. Right. That, oh, it's in mine. Yeah. It would, if, yeah, if I had brought up my <laughs> dishonorable mentions, that's on there just because of my fandom. Like, yeah, my fandom alone for the Ghostbusters franchise makes me hate that movie even more. Yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of the, the most uh, common picks that people had for their favorites. Um, I don't know if we want to go into that. I mean, for the worst, we we didn't have many people give those, but 
um, I mean, I could give you the consensus of what that one was if you want to. Yeah, sure. Um, Go ahead. Sure. Does anybody want to guess what was voted as the worst? Man. Man. Uh, <laughs> Venom. Mortal No, people, other people liked Venom because they hate me. I think everybody that liked Venom 2 just hates me. Like, that's the only <laughs> reason why they liked it. Spider-Man. That's the worst. <laughs> that's That was the number one worst. That's my official mm. guess, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Jason? Um, I'm going to go with Mortal Kombat. Please. That's a good guess. Please That's let it be close. Broke. It's actually uh, uh, Space Jam. <laughs> there uh, was okay. only there was only a few, like three out of the four like worst lists that we got put Space Jam. <laughs> All the other ones were tied with like two out, like half of the put like Mortal Kombat and Halloween Kills. Um, and actually Spiral, half of them, you know, two people put that too. So yeah, basically the one that was on most people's list was Space Jam, New Legacy. See, so yeah, it sh- those showed up a lot. So yeah, I guess to to most people, universally, th- those are like some of the big releases that were just bad. You know, Spiral, yeah. Space Ooh. Jam, more co- like those would be some of the more popular movies people saw that were bad. You know, it but makes at the same sense. Time, like I remember when Mortal Kombat came out, a lot of the people I know just talking about it on online and stuff like that loved it. Yeah, that's true. I remember that. That's true. I did see a lot of like people coming out defending it, talking about what did you expect? Yeah, we talked about that. The whole what did you expect? It was Mortal Kombat type of argument. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things that, like, that's just, to me, such a disingenuous argument. Because if the storyline of the games is better than the storyline of the, the movie, I can argue that I expect at least minimum storyline of the games. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's reasonable. <laughs> like, whatever. Fuck that movie. I mean, I think one that was actually interesting that did get quite a few votes for, um, like, on their favorites list was the Fear Street series. Which, um, because of that, I started watching those, and man, I, I love the first two. I'm, I'm, I've got to watch the third one, but it is good. I mean, it's yeah, it's a good. nice. It's a nice little, I mean, just from the two, I can't speak on the third one. I need to finish it. But the two that I watched, what, uh, just to say a little bit about them, like, I think that they're a nice spin on traditional horror genre stuff. Like, I really love the 90s setting of the first one. Um, I thought that that was really cool. The soundtrack, man, I was sitting there just like recognizing every song like it was so 90s and it kind of had that kind of like dawn of the dead kind of you know um feel you know like it had it had certain elements and paying certain homage to that but the second one 
I liked even more because it was kind of like Friday the 13th with the camp and there's a killer and it did a bunch of little kind of homages to Friday the 13th, but it's very smart. It's very smartly written and the actors that they got, uh, the, 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 the actress that plays, she's Mad Max in Stranger Things. Yeah. The the redhead. She's very good in this, like Mm -hmm. great in this. So like, I just really appreciated a lot of things about it. So yeah, I'm excited to see the third one, but yeah, I, at first I was kind of like, really like fear street, but no, now I could kind of see if you're like a horror person. Oh yeah. Like they're, 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 they're very good movies. It, it was kind of in the spirit of like, um, Tucker and Dale versus evil or, um, Shaun of the dead. It felt kind of like those things is in the same spirit as something like that. Sadie Sink is her name. I was trying to think of her name. Yes. Yes. And I really like her. She's tight. And yeah, she yeah, was very good. good in that. See, I remember seeing on one of Justin's posts. I did see a, a like a, a, a fair number of people say they liked Godzilla versus Kong. And I just was sitting there like, did we watch the same fucking movie? I don't think we did. <laughs> and then I saw somebody, I don't remember who, but they put, they put Red Notice as their favorite movie from Netflix this year. And I was just completely, oh. utterly perplexed by that because, like, we never ended up doing an episode on Red Notice, but I did watch it. And it was just the most a movie movie I probably saw all year. It is just the definition of it's a movie. Like, it's not bad, but it's certainly not good. And it is just so paint by the numbers. Like they just filmed some shit, a movie that I think yeah. I saw all year. Like it is the exact yeah. 50.0 score movie possible. Cause it is just there. Like if you took all the movies and put them on a graph and shit and was like good to bad and all this other shit, this movie would just be solely in the middle. Like just, right there in the middle because that's all it was it was just a movie that happened i agree yeah yeah definitely um another movie that was mentioned several times that i haven't seen was that mitchell's versus the machines i saw that quite a bit too and i know it's on Netflix. So that that's another one that I'm kind of curious about. But I did see quite a few people say that they liked that movie. So um I know it's got a very high critic score. It's like got a really good critic score. So, you know, I've been on the mountaintop, you know, talking about Encanto, but that might be the one to, you know, give it a run for its money. It's mm. very like well reviewed, like ninety-seven. Wow, it might give it a run for its money, but I just don't see Encanto losing to anything like at all. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's got yeah. a pretty good a higher score than I thought it had. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, apparently it's uh it's 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 almost perfect. So anyway, but now but now I'm curious about it. So 
Yeah, I have to see that one too. Were there any other movies on there that y'all saw that well, people said, but you haven't seen yet or anything like that? There's one movie I want to talk about that uh, a friend of ours, Joel, put on there. And uh, shout out to Joel. He did just lose to Justin in the Fantasy Football League. So sucks, Joel. It sucks. I was rooting for you because I didn't want Justin winning twice in a row. But he he brought up on his worst list, he brought up Clifford the Big Red Dog. And I'm not trying to defend that movie in any way, shape, or form. But <laughs> this is just a message to Hollywood. Quit making kids' properties as live-action movies. Just stop. <laughs> it's true. They've yeah. done that shit. Like, the one movie that has kind of successfully worked like that, and, and, and Justin liked this movie more than I did, was Sonic. Sonic's the one that, and I mean, I didn't like it as much as Justin did, but like, I think we talked about, it's probably the best video game movie ever made. And I'm not going to lie. I really like the look of that Sonic 2. Sonic 2 looks good. Sonic 2 looks good. good, I'm looking forward to Sonic 2. But yeah, that's the one like franchise that's been able to successfully go to live action that I'm like, you're not wasting our fucking time. Like, they made fucking three Alvin and the Chipmunks live action movies. How the fuck did they even make one, let alone three? <laughs> like, why don't you just make those animated movies? Just make a fucking animated fucking Clifford movie. Do you know why now they think about it? Do you know why they're doing this? The Paddington movies. Because the Paddington movies are some of the best yep. movies you'll ever fucking watch. And that's why they're doing this shit. But they're like... They're they're doing it in like because they just think oh if I do this and I put a CGI character or animal character in it it'll be good no or good enough I should say no the Paddington movies work because everyone involved in those movies gave a shit do you know what doesn't work <laughs> Clifford the Big Red Dog do you know why because it's obvious from the beginning you don't give a shit. <laughs> But but he's big and red and he's man's best friend. Yeah, but that's also the entire plot of Clifford is he's a big red dog. Like <laughs> Paddington goes on adventures and likes orange marmalade. What does Clifford do? He's a big red dog. <laughs> that's all. Who's his adversary? Is it like a big blue cat or like what? No, what it's is a he small going blue cat. Small blue oh, and a big red dog. <laughs> yeah. Is that his nemesis? Like the cat is like super smart and blue and hates him because he's big and red. And dumb. Like, like the Clifford books work because they're like what? Six pages long and have like right. 10 total have to words. Say six, five or six pages. <laughs> and they've got 10 total words. Those are great for kids. Don't get me wrong. You know what you don't need to adapt that into like an hour and 20 long minute movie. You know what's coming next. They're going to do the Berenstain or Berenstain, whichever one. Berenstein. I don't know whichever wall of that it's you Berenstein. fall on. Just it's stain. It is stain. It's it's stain, stain or stain or stein. It's stain. Okay. Everybody thinks it's the Berenstain bears, but it is the Berenstain bears. That's one of those Mandela effect things, but it is the Berenstain Bears. Well, they're next. 
you know that they're going to be next. It's going to be like them. It's going to be a three and a half hour long movie too, because just fuck Hollywood hates me. It's just yeah, because it's a family. It's a family of bears, and they're going to have to take a ten page story and make it three hours long. Really stretch it for content. (laughs) It's just why can't you just make animated movies of this shit? You know what I mean? Like, like we're all of the right generation. Do you guys have any problems with the fact when you were growing up that Alvin and the Chipmunks, the movies, weren't live action? Like, does that really bother you at night? Do you have trouble sleeping because you're like, man, I grew up on animated Alvin and the Chipmunks. These lucky bastards get live action Alvin and the Chipmunks. Right. I just don't think anybody has ever thought that. Ever. Yeah. Oh, you know, we're probably going to end up getting... A live action Care Bears movie. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. That'd be so sad too. Yep. Tarnish the name of Care Bears. Well, all right. When was the last time you guys actually watched the Care Bears movie? Oh man, I was long man, time. I think child. Right? And it was, really, yeah. Wasn't it utterly yeah. fantastic when you were a kid? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I if, do remember liking it. If if you want to keep that memory, never watch it again. <laughs> oh, come <laughs> oh, on, no. it's tight. terrible now. But it's it's the problems with animation that we had back in the day that wasn't like Disney animation, like you know, just normal animation back in the eighties and nineties, where they had no character continuity and shit. You know. Like you would sit there like Ninja Turtles is one of the worst examples of it where they would have like Donatello's voice coming out of Michelangelo because they just did not yeah, give the a colors. fuck about what they animated. <laughs> the Care Bears movie is one of the worst with that. They'll sit there, have they'll have the lion guy fucking talking and it's the fucking rabbit. Like, you know how the care cousins get the little symbols on their, their stomachs at the end of the movie. If you watch it, they those symbols randomly appear on the care cousins throughout the movie because you know the way they animated movies back in the day different people would animate just different scenes because you know you'd have to draw 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 constantly and people would like have drawn the end stuff and then have to go back and draw the characters again in the movie like for an earlier scene and they would put the symbols on them randomly so you'll have a frame with like lionheart with the lionheart on the stomach even though they hadn't gotten it yet and shit like that the movie is just damn full of bullshit like that. And it's funny because you mentioned like the Ninja Turtles. Like one time I was just, I just fell into a YouTube rabbit hole, which beware of that because it's very easy to fall into. And like, I was just looking up, watching these videos on what happened to, you know, just what happened to old shit, you know, what happened to what caused the Ninja Turtles show to go off the air or what was the fall of McDonald's land, which McDonald's and all the changes that it's made over the years and lawsuits and stuff. McDonald's is fascinating. Like, and I'm not even talking about the fries or the quarter pounder with cheese. Like, Oh, McDonald's is really fascinating. Dude, go back Um, and watch the history of McDonald's. And like the movie, the founder is a great place to start with Michael Keaton. But like, then go back and look at what McDonald's actually is and how they made their money and all kinds of shit. And like, you know, like that, that, uh, 
back in the day, remember like in the late 90s, early 2000s, the big McDonald's hot coffee lawsuit? And yeah, like when you actually find out the truth of what happened there, it's insane that McDonald's still exists. Really? See, I always kind of knew about it, but I never really delved in. Man, I'm going to have to look at some of that stuff because the rabbit hole I dove into was just about the characters like the Ronald McDonald and Grimace and all that stuff. Uh, apparent like it's this whole big story about how the ideas were stolen from this other guy who actually created this other show and they basically took the format of that show and came up with this whole McDonald's land idea with all these characters and Ronald McDonald and all this stuff and there was a big lawsuit they had to pay those people I mean crazy stuff and like they had to change different characters likeness so that it wouldn't match that guy's show and remove certain characters a bunch of stuff I had no clue about and that's just that that's just the McDonald's characters so yeah man I'm gonna have to it's fascinating like I mean it could almost have its own the like I set a book like there could be just a, a set of like 10 volumes I'm sure just on McDonald's stuff but yeah. Oh yeah, Why? dude. It's it, like everybody kind of associates and all like, you know, everybody knows McDonald's shit, but at the same time, there's a weird nostalgic happiness with McDonald's, especially with our generation. You know what I mean? It it just is like one of those things that harkens yeah. back to a like a great time and all this other stuff. That's just kind of mm-hmm. like sealed in the mythos of McDonald's. But like you look through their history of like how they were founded and how they became the chain they were. And like you said, them just stealing shit left and right or just stifling shit left and right or spinning shit that would make them look bad and all kinds of stuff. Like it's insanity that they are what they are still. Like, yeah, you know, it's just, it's crazy. And you know, like it's, it's just weird going back to stuff like that. Like, like I said, like look into the McDonald's hot coffee lawsuit more. Cause like, if you remember it just from like the culture at the time, you think that this old lady just did some dumb shit and tried to sue McDonald's. And that's not at all what happened at all. Okay. See, and that's the story I remember is that she did it to herself and it was a big lawsuit and and it was sort of um, positioned to make it look like she was just trying to get money off of them. So now I'm going to have to definitely look that up because that was the story that I was most familiar with. But I had brought this up because of the Ninja Turtle thing you said. Apparently, like with that Ninja Turtle show, I was watching a video on it and there were all kinds of time constraints that they had to come out with these seasons and pump out these seasons of Ninja Turtles. And they were given uh, due dates that were just unrealistic with what they had to do with animation at the time. So to save time, a lot of times these people would just recycle scenes or certain things wouldn't be colored or certain things would just be colored in wrong and stuff like that just because they ran out of time, but the episode had to be released at a certain time. So 
Yeah, well, apparently they, they were under a lot of stress at the time. Well, they did that with a lot of animation back then. That's why, like, like animation continuity back in the eighties and nineties is terrible. You know, mm-hmm. with the, like like those types of franchises, especially those franchises that were all about pushing merchandise. Yep. Like your Ninja yep. Turtles, your Transformers, your He-Mans, you know, yeah. all those types of shows, they are rife with bullshit like that. Just rife with it. You know, like one of the jokes to me that I know me, you, me and you have had, Justin, before, is like go back and watch a Transformers cartoon from like back in the 80s and watch them, the machines cough in smoke. <laughs> yeah. Man, dude, I would never forget that, bro. I wouldn't, I don't know if I've told the story on here, but I know I've told it to you, but I would just never forget when I was just in college with some buddies and we were like, oh man. And I remember he had brought home the, the Transformers DVD set. It was like the first couple of seasons or something like that. And I remember us being so excited. We were like, oh yeah, man, nostalgia, blah, blah, blah. We were so happy. And I remember him popping those DVDs in, man. And we couldn't even get through an episode. It was so stupid. We were like, <laughs> why is this happening? Why is that happening? I think Megatron took Abraham Lincoln off the Lincoln Memorial and sat in his place like it was Fuck a chair. Yeah, he did. Like, like I was, and, and we were just like, this is so stupid. Like we couldn't even get what episode and we just stopped it and did something else it was so hard to watch man and we were so excited but but yeah man i think that was like the moment we realized that we had kind of grown out of some of this stuff like some of this stuff is better left in the past and us just continuing to think our stuff was better than the stuff now Uh, that's not really the case I mean, when you look back at animation and stuff like that, like the late nineties is when actually like they started to take animation seriously because like before that it really, it was all marketing for fucking toys. They all, every fucking Mm -hmm. show we watched, there was an animated fucking cartoon was a fucking thing to hawk fucking toys to kids, you know? Yeah, because they couldn't directly advertise to kids for so long that they got around it by making TV shows instead of commercials for toys. Like that's where that whole thing started was that they couldn't make advertisements aimed at kids. That was illegal for a very long time. And so they got around it and it started with G.I. Joe. Got around it by going, well, this isn't an advertisement. This is a cartoon. That happened to be based on a toy line. <laughs> like, think about it. Like, what came first? Transformers, the show, or the toys? It was the toys, wasn't it? Kinda. They made the toys knowing they were going to make the show. Okay. So it was almost like a, almost like right as that came out, you were seeing toys. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't even remember it. They were so like synonymous with each other. I couldn't even really remember. Exactly. And that's the point huh. is like, they yeah. did that with that. Like 
uh, He-Man was the same thing. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Thundercats was the same thing. Like a lot of those things were meant just to hawk toys, man. We all mm-hmm. fucking fell for it. We all did. Yep. Cause I had to have them. I had a Lionel. I had a He-Man. I had Superman. <laughs> I had GI Joes. I had them all, dude. Exactly. We all fell for it, man. But anyway, that all goes back to quit making live action movies based on fucking kids stories that are (laughs) like four pages long. Just stop it. What are we going to get next? A two hour long movie of the stinky cheese man? Like, just (laughs) stop it. Just stop it. Especially if you don't actually care. Like, the people that made the Paddington movies, you could tell they made them because they grew up on Paddington and they wanted to make a good Paddington story. The people that made Clifford the Big Red Dog had just seen a dog before and go, fuck it, we'll make a movie about a big red one. I don't give a shit. Just stop it. That's all. I never watched that movie. It's just the idea of that movie just annoys me because it's a dumb <laughs> trend in Hollywood. Because like, who are they making those for? Like, is Clifford still a thing that kids watch or read? Cause I know it's a PBS show too, but like, is that something they do? Is that still, I a think thing? he did come back. I think he did come back. You'd be mm-hmm. surprised. Like how many of those characters are still around in new shows. Like, and that's it's fair. crazy. That's fair. I don't have like, kids. Like, I have no way of knowing, really. Yeah. You know, but yeah, okay. me neither. But every now and then I'll just catch something or I'll see a commercial for something and be like, huh, that, that, that's exist. Okay. You know, like every now and then I might catch something and then go, wow, I didn't even know that was still a thing. I guess he is. So yeah, Clifford. I think he does have a show. And what was that name of that train? Oh, that's Thomas the the Tank Engine. Thomas? Thomas. See, I know know that's a thing because my little brothers watched that. Okay. Yeah. He was all about it. Yeah, I see. See, and I just found out recently he still had a show. And there's there's some other ones. uh, But yeah, some of them still are around. Oh, they still have like a, they have a Chicago themed like kids park of, of Thomas the Train. So yeah, that's definitely a big deal still. Yeah, but notice how there's not a Thomas the Tank Engine fucking movie. Just stop it. <laughs> okay, you you talking you talking like that? You watch, it's gonna come out. All right, but like, all right, let's be real though. When they made that live action Alvin and the Chipmunks, when was the last time Alvin and the Chipmunks was a thing? Like 20 years before that. Yeah. True. True. Oh, man. Well, you, you always hear them at Christmas, Tom. They're great at Christmas jingle. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not, Justin. They are not. <laughs> you don't like them. Okay, well, what if, what if it was like Justin, a chipmunk? Ask that question. Katy Perry album. Ask what if me, it was a chipmunk, Katy Perry? Ask you me. would like it. The question you were going to ask me, Justin, go ahead. <laughs> ask me that fucking question. What were you talking about? Wait. 
you started a question and realized the answer before you asked it. Go ahead and ask it, Justin. <laughs> I was going to say, come it on. It feels like a trap. <laughs> I know this is a trap, but I was going to say, come on, like, you don't, I mean, I know you don't like Christmas music, but you don't, but it's them. That's the chipmunks. They're singing it. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's, it's songs I hate by screechy little chipmunk voices. That's fun. <laughs> and like, why do okay, they have but that? Don't, but don't lie. Why do they if have they that came out with the, the Kelly Clarkson one song? Why do they have the, that bullshit at the beginning of that one song where it's like Dave's like Alvin, Alvin, and then they start singing a Christmas song? That is the stupidest fucking thing ever. <laughs> like everybody wants to act like you know. I'm just grumpy about Christmas and all this other stuff. And my war on Christmas is unfounded. The first shots ever fired in the war on Christmas were by the Christmas side. When they came out with an Alvin and the chipmunks fucking Christmas album. Those were the first shots fired. So I don't want to hear it. Damn. Man, but what if they did a, what if there was a Kelly Clarkson chipmunks? You would like it. You know, you would see. Thank you. You you would like it. See, you say that, Justin. You would like it. But that's implying that Kelly Clarkson is not the main reason why I like Kelly Clarkson songs. <laughs> It'd be Kelly and the Chipmunks. No. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. Because I hate to bring it to you, Justin. The chipmunks aren't actually singing chipmunks either. So. <laughs> it's not really a thing. Man, I just really thought that I had you there. But it's not. I mean, Justin. What if what if Alvin and the Chipmunks did a cover of Unforgiven 2? Would you like it then all of a sudden? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Damn it. I couldn't say Touche. Yeah. I couldn't say. I wanted you to really so tried. Bad. You tried really hard to think I of something back. To say you couldn't yes do it. so bad. And I couldn't do it. You know, through all these years the of struggle. knowing you, Justin, I have found the one way to beat you in an argument when you're trying to spin stuff is to just put you in a corner where you can't say yes. Because you have beaten me when I when I make it to where it's weird if you say yes. Because it's just weird. So you'll still say it. But I have to make yeah. it impossible for you to say yes. And that's the only way to beat you in that situation, is to just make it an impossible choice. You know too much. Of, you, know, you know too many of my kryptonites, man. You're just being a Lex Luthor right now. I mean, I don't like it. This is, I mean, a little bit behind the scenes for everybody and will make no sense to people. But one of the times when we were arguing bears versus albatrosses, we were arguing something about there was a winged character in something. And I can't remember who to save my life. And I was like, and I was using Wolverine, even though I don't really like Wolverine, because just because he had claws. And I was like, are you saying that they would beat Wolverine? 
knowing that you don't really think that because this character just had wings and that's all it was. And you just looked me dead in the eyes and said, yes. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> what do I say back to that? He, he just, he sincerely said it. I know he doesn't mean it, but he said it. <laughs> I can't. He, he just said it so earnestly. <laughs> yes. It was, I mean, I, and that's what I, I'll do. I'll just say it straight face and just be really earnest about it. You guys used to hate when I would uh, say that RoboCop could beat Magneto. You hated that one, too. You also said that RoboCop could beat Godzilla. Yeah, there'd be there'd be a big enough gun. He has a big there are big guns in the Detroit City Police Department. All right, Justin, this is also how you do that. Who would win RoboCop or Spider-Man? See, exactly. (laughs) Impossible choice. That's impossible. I just honestly don't know who will win. Because you can't in good conscience say either one of them. Because if you say Spider-Man, then you admit that RoboCop's beatable. Which is something you can't do. Because then I can invalidate so many arguments you've used for RoboCop by saying he's beatable. But then if you say Spider-Man can beat him, are you really going to turn your back on your favorite superhero of all time, Justin? Just for RoboCop? See, I can't do that. I can't compromise myself in that way. You're making, you're offending me and I'm uncomfortable with this. So let's stop. (laughs) See, I've learned over the years. Got to pin you in that corner. Got to put baby in a corner. I don't care what Patrick Swayze says. I put baby in a corner. (laughs) Anyway, back to 2021. (laughs) You guys got any more thoughts? Another movie that was mentioned by Joel. Another movie that was mentioned by Joel, just real quick. He said one of his um, honorable mentions was Sing 2. I have not seen, I was going to ask y'all, and I saw Sing 2 was mentioned by a few people also. I have not seen Sing 1. Is it good? Like, I mean, obviously there's a second one, so people liked it, the first one, I guess, but are they any good? Justin, when the fuck do you think I ever watched Sing 1? (laughs) Well, I don't know. It's good. I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's a bunch of singing animals and like, I like the story of it though. Cause it's like a bunch of people or animals essentially that are like different stages in their own lives and they're coming together for this like competition for singing and it's, it's cute. Yeah. I like it. All right, Heather, don't take okay. this the wrong way. But for whatever reason, it doesn't surprise me that you saw Sing just for the sheer fact that you also watch like the voice in the singing competition shows. So, of course, <laughs> an animated movie about animals in a singing competition doesn't surprise me that you watched it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I cannot lie about that. Um, but I mean, it's got like, you know, Scarlett Johansson, Matthew McConaughey, um, Tori Kelly. Uh, Taryn Edgerton. It's got a bunch of really good, you know, singers and some good actors in it. Uh, Reese Witherspoon, you know, it's just, it's a, yeah, it, it is because it's the fun singing competition, but they all have their each individual stories of like how they're coming together 
for the competition and stuff. So yeah, it's, I, I enjoyed it, but I could see why someone who doesn't like singing competitions wouldn't like it. I'm just saying in the trailer for sing Two, there's like an elderly woman turtle or something like that singing chop suey by system of a down. And that made me never want to watch the movie. I'm not saying the movie's bad or any way, shape, or form. I'm just morally against them putting Chop Suey in a kid's movie. So. But yeah, it's, I mean, I've definitely seen worse animated movies. I mean, this is coming, yeah, from someone who's not, like, the biggest advocate of animated movies until recently because you know Encanto was great you know Soul was great but yeah I I thought it was pretty good yes yeah and that's why I see hearing that from you because I know that that's not something that you want those are movies that you watch often those animated movies so hearing that makes me feel like okay so maybe it is and I did like the preview you know the the preview that I saw for it I did think it was a good preview where she's all you know, that that one song, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And then everybody, yeah. they were all doing that. And then they were, there was like, uh, they like remixed it throughout the preview. I thought the preview of for it was pretty cool, but I just remember him mentioning that. And then there were several other people that either gave it an honorable mention or said that they liked it. So it just piqued my curiosity. Yeah, I saw that too, but, actually. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, that's, I, I'm, I wouldn't be opposed to watching that. I just haven't seen it yet, you know. Um, yeah, it's not going to be in Kanto, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, yeah. But anyway, but that's it. I, I just, I'm just th- trying to, just movies are popping into my head of th- things that people mentioned that I didn't see. So that was just there's, another one. There's but one that anyway. a lot of, there's a there's one that a few people had mentioned is like a worse, which was I care a lot, which I think is a Netflix movie. Um, but I haven't, I haven't seen it. I thought about watching it, but apparently it's really bad. <laughs> Everyone's like, it's a huge disappointment. It's a bad movie. So I don't know if you guys have seen that one, but yeah, that was one that I noticed was getting a few votes for worse. Yeah, I saw where they were making, they made a big, the people that commented on that made a big deal out of that. I mean, they were like writing paragraphs about how it makes you feel one way that you get to the end and it does another or whatever. Like there were a bunch of people that like, um, had something to say about that. So, um, yeah. Well, so I don't know. I, I have to. I never that. watched it, but I just pulled it up real quick on like Ron Tomatoes. And this is one of those movies that is obviously very, very polarizing because it's got a 79% from critics certified fresh and then a 34% from audience. So yeah. it's actually kind Ooh, of making sense okay. that like it was a critically pretty well received movie and just normal people don't fucking like it, which is fair. We have a lot of those fucking things. You know, yeah, but that's kind of making sense now that a lot of people are saying they don't like it because that's just kind of the in general consensus of 
just people watching it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if Don't Look Up, that, Don't Look Up is another one that I keep hearing about on Netflix. And there was a guy that just swore he's been in my, some of my comment sections and he swears it's just like the best movie of the year. But then everywhere else I go, I'm getting like polarizing things. Like I've gotten, I've heard everything from it's stupid to it is very good. It's a very good, like satire or kind of allegory for what's going on today. So I haven't seen the movie, but it's got a good cast. But anyway, it's just another one of those movies that kind of seems like it fits that polarizing bill, maybe. Yeah, it's, um, and I did see that one too. And and the thing with that one is it's obviously got a really great cast, but it's almost like the story starts out where you feel like it's going to build to, you know, something spectacular at the end of it, but really it just kind of fizzes out. (laughs) towards the end okay like the last mm-hmm. half hour maybe 45 minutes of it i'm just like okay i thought this was gonna like end like already and like it, you, it just kind of <laughs> it keeps it keeps doing things after you're like okay we get it you know so it, it's it's okay um personally not on my favorites list at all but of course you okay. know it's not the worst thing i've seen it is kind of amusing to see meryl streep playing like a donald trump like character so that was interesting. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So it, there's some amusing things about it. But um, for me, it was just kind of okay. You know, I just, I would have wanted more from the cast that they had than what they gave me. Oh, huh. okay. Okay, cool. So I'm here kind of, you know, it, and, it kinda, and it sounds like it overstays its welcome is what. Yeah. If you ask saying, me, like I would just, say. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same. It's actually got a 55% from critics, but 77 from audience. So kind of the same thing. It's like slightly reversed where critics aren't necessarily as high on it, but people tend to like it. So those, I mean, those movies tend to be very hit or miss. You know what I mean? Like, and we've done in, entire fucking episodes about that and that trend with stuff so it it is an interesting story you know of of like just about how people will just believe what media and people in power want to tell them instead of just looking up at what's like right in front of them you know um and it's an interesting it's an interesting way to tell that story but it just kind of was a little bit weirdly paced. And then, yeah, I just kind of, I'm like, I, I feel like you made your point like 30 minutes before the movie ended. <laughs> so, yeah. Eh, okay. Gotcha. Kind of like Justice League, where it made its point two hours after the movie started. <laughs> it's not two right. hours left. Jesus Christ. Come oh, on, man. They separated into hours. parts. I don't give a fuck. It was still four hours. Holy shit. But the part, although I am, I will say as anticipated as that movie was, I'm actually surprised we didn't see anybody else put that on their list. And also not a lot of people put Dune, which I expected to. I mean, Dune's hit or miss also, 
But like, honestly, the problem mm. with sometimes whenever you're doing these lists and stuff like that, if you don't truly go back and look what came out in that year, you're going to forget stuff. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. One of those things that yeah. Justice League movie came out in what, March or April? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it came out just on HBO Max. Like, it's easy to forget that movie. You know, and it's kind of like what, what the issue Justin had with Judas and the Black Messiah. It came out in January. But because of the way they shifted the Academy Awards, it makes it feel like it was a movie from the year before. Yep. Yeah. You know. And then like, and then some of the nature of stuff is like some movies will come out as a very small release one year, but then it's big the next year. Yeah. You know, like that was like what we did one night in Miami that we ended up doing that in like February, but it came out in like December. Technically. Yep. Yeah. You know, true. Uh, the year before that we did what 1917 in January and it did come out earlier in December. So it's kind of sometimes yep. hard, like, to really isolate movies to what year they came out, you know, you could also depends on when you watch a movie, you know what I mean? So it always just kind of skews with things. And like, unfortunately movies that come out earlier in the year, are just so easy to forget this time of year because the summer you've got Mm -hmm. nonstop movies and then November on, you've got nonstop movies. It's just so hard yeah. to sometimes remember when the fuck shit came out. And I will say I am, I, I mean, I saw a few people say something about West Side Story, but not too many people. Yeah. So I was, I was okay with that. Cause I really, I, I wasn't sure how that was going to go. I was like, mm, a lot of people might really like this movie. I don't know, but it doesn't sound like a lot of people were making it like a top notch movie of the year critics gonna critics all over it's nuts though all over oh, yeah, I know, for sure. man. and it's gonna win stuff i kind of hope that tick tick boom kind of slides in and takes some of those yeah me too steals its thunder but i probably tick, won't tick, tick, boom but. was a better movie for sure but did tick tick yeah. boom come out in theaters it did not no. See, then it won't be for the academy awards then yeah, because it could be Golden Globes, right, but not the Oscars. I don't think the Oscars allow oh. it. The Oscars do a rule where it has to be in theaters for at least two weeks. That's why. Okay, oh, but not man. the Golden Globes. Okay. That's why some of these movies have come out in theaters, even if it's like just in New York for two weeks, you know? Okay. Uh, then that means, unfortunately, Andrew Garfield can't get nominated. That sucks. I, yeah, I don't think he will. But you look at something like the tragedy of Macbeth that Justin talked about earlier that he wants to watch. Yeah, it was a small release. It was like only in like Los Angeles and New York, I think, because it's going mm. to Apple Plus or Apple TV Plus. You know, it's that's what streaming service it's going to be on. But they released in theaters for two weeks in 2021 to make sure that it, it can get nominated for Academy Award stuff. That's why. Hmm. Actually, scratch that. I was just looking up uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, and um, on Rotten Tomatoes, where it says where to watch, it says in theaters or Netflix. Okay, then it can get nominated. Oh, okay. That means they can put in theaters for that. But yeah, that's why you'll see that sometimes like a Netflix exclusive movie, especially if it's on Netflix, like it's a Netflix original movie, uh, 
that's why you'll see those every once in a while in theaters for just, like I said, two weeks. And it's just so they can get nominated for the Academy Awards. Yeah. Mm. Like your I boy, think that's the what Irishman. Story did. Ugh. What'd you say, Heather? I think that's what Marriage Story did too. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll yeah. just do small theatrical runs for it, just so like, and that's just for that stupid rule that the Academy has. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's why if you know if they do that, you know they're going to want to push it when it comes to award season. They're hoping it can be like an yeah. award-winning movie for them. Which then also, again, fucks with timelines. Like, when the fuck do the Academy Awards happen? Like, March? I don't even remember Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's all in March, and then, like, but it's all movies pretty much from the year before, though. So, yeah. Whatevs. Anyway, you guys got any more thoughts about 2021? I think I'm good. Man, I do have something, but I don't want to, I don't think it'll, but I don't know if it matches. I can just talk to y'all about it afterwards. I don't think it. Are you sure? Necessarily matches here. Well, it's more about something more kind of existential, like the state of movies, just like given that we had a lot of bombs. This year, we had a lot of movies come out, Reeve Matrix and stuff like that that didn't make a lot of money and different things like that. And, you know, a lot of these movies did come out, but only, but you could probably count on your hand the ones that actually did well, you know, given COVID and everything like that. So I was just going to kind of say, do you see this changing in 2022? Do you think that they're just going to keep trucking along until, you know, more people are coming or I don't know, like, cause you had a lot of unsuccessful movies this year, Yeah, but then I don't know, does something like Spider-Man prove that, well, no, people will still come. It just depends on what it is. Or is Spider-Man more like an outlier and really it's more like, no, this is the new normal. Most movies are going to not do as well. I think to me, 2021 kind of reset expectations for movies because for so long, especially big franchises and stuff like that, it's gotten to the point where they now just expect a billion every time a movie comes out. And I think that that was unfair to a lot of movies Yeah, to constantly do that, especially they're they're giving budgets to movies that don't deserve those budgets. Like Matrix yeah. Resurrection did not deserve a $200 million budget. West Side Story did not deserve a $100 million budget. You know, yeah. there are so many movies that are getting budgets they do not deserve. And, and with that, the, the expectations are high. Impossibly high. And I think COVID kind of helped reset some of that stuff because you can't expect that much, you know, all the time. And, you know, what is going to be the new normal? I think 
honestly, I think people got so adjusted to watching movies at home that there is going to be a shift in stuff. Yeah. Like it feels like it, right? Like it feels like something is happening, right? The funny thing, <laughs> it, it just feels like it. The funny thing is with like HBO Max and a lot of those movies that came out, I only mentioned like two of them on my best list and like five of them on my worst. Like I did not like almost every single movie that came to theaters and HBO Max on the same day. I almost did not like every single one of them that I saw. But at the same time, I'm thankful they came out on HBO Max because, like, fuck, I didn't waste money on those movies. Like, thank God. Yeah, buddy. and see, that's the thing. Like, I'm the other way with that. Like, I spent money going and watching some of these movies. And then when you see, like, that they weren't that good or they were just mediocre or whatever, then I'm I'm walking out going, man, I could have watched this at home. And I wonder yeah. if that's been a sentiment for people too. Like, Justin, I've man. been trying to tell you, dude, Cinema Slayers has an HBO Max account. Just use that on some of these movies, man. I mean, it's too late now. 2022, they're not going to be doing that shit. But, like, I honestly think that that might be something they adjust to because hmm. it's not worth it in a lot of cases. It's just really not. Yeah. Like, Sony, no, I, I agree. Yeah. And I think there's a part of me that just wants the theater experience because I love that Mm -hmm. so much. Like, but it's not the same, man. You go and it's hardly anybody in there most of the time, or it's just not. Spider-Man was the only thing that felt like, like it used to feel where I was like, where I was like, oh man, the theater's full and you know, everybody's reacting and you're kind of experiencing the movie together. It was the only time it really felt like that. But everything else, I mean, like I said, with most movies, I just kind of walked out going, well, I mean, I could have streamed this. <laughs> There's that's the, I think that that's one of the big problems now is the fact that, like, I love going to the movies, but my perspective's slightly changing. like. I'm tired of going to like this movie or this year kind of made me really realize I'm tired of going to the movies and seeing bullshit movies. I am. I'm tired of taking time out of my day and fucking, you know, all the money and everything like that, that goes into going to the movie theater to watch a fucking movie. I'm tired of watching bullshit in the theaters. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel you, man. The harder they fall would have been amazing in theaters, yeah, you know. Like, I would have watched harder they fall. Yeah. Like, and as much as I did not like Spider Man, Spider Man deserves a movie theater. Yeah. You know? I do think it is it is gonna be I feel like it's gonna be the new normal to keep doing it this way, where you know they'll stream it and do theaters and well, I, things I like hope, that. Well, they're the supposedly in twenty twenty two they're going away from it. They're going back to theaters only. With a lot of the stuff. Okay. But with all that, I like Disney's model of it. Disney's like, it's in theaters for like four weeks and then it's on Disney Plus. I think that that's a better model than some of these other things. You know? Yeah. Like, the I fact guess that, I, that I is a little sub- Watching Kanto again or in Kanto again this, this weekend was great. You know? 
Yeah, I guess I'm. I guess I am a little surprised by that, just because I feel like because of how it all went this whole past year, and I feel like people did adjust to that, including myself. I guess I am a little surprised that they are going away from it because, like, I don't know. I feel like the reason a lot more people saw some of these newer movies is because they could watch it from home, you know? Well, and that's true. But, and I think that that's why Disney's going to that model because they did that with Shang-Chi very fast too. Shang-Chi was on Disney plus very quickly. And that's because. And Cruella. Yeah. You'll get the people. Well, Cruella, you could also get on Disney plus day of, but you had to pay the 30 bucks. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I don't think that that model completely worked for them because I think a lot of people weren't willing to spend that money on it. But they've realized that the people that are going to go to the theaters and see their movie will see it in the first few weeks. After that, just throw it on Disney Plus. Everyone else watches it. And it gives people a reason to keep their Disney Plus subscriptions because those movies will be on Disney Plus quicker. And in doing so, you're maximizing visibility for your movies, you know? And I think that that's really what needs to change with a lot of this stuff. Is there zero reason now why I'm like, cause there's no, there's no secondary movie market anymore. Dollar theaters are fucking dead. They're gone. You don't need to wait fucking four or five months after your movie came out to put it on a fucking streaming service or to buy it on digital or any of that bullshit. Get rid of that shit. It's two months max, just max yeah. before your shit should be on fucking line for people to watch. Because even if you're a big fucking movie, especially now post COVID or even though we're still in COVID, but the semi post COVID world, if they're not seeing it in the first couple of weeks in the theater, they're not fucking going to the theater to watch it. You know, people aren't going to see Spider-Man now for the first time just because it's still in theaters. The people that are still seeing Spider-Man are people that have seen it. Fucking put it on Disney plus or Netflix or whatever the fuck they're going to put it on and call it a day. Like just stop, you know, same with like a lot of these movies. If, if why, why are they like putting windows? They're like, cause a lot of theaters want at least 45 days for what, for what? Nobody, like say the matrix came out in theaters and they had to wait 45 days before it came on HBO max. You're telling me that anybody is going to go see that movie after two weeks max. <laughs> no. Why do you got to do 45 yeah, no. days? 14. <laughs> like get, get the fuck out of here with that 45 days exclusive bullshit that a lot of theater t- chains are making studios do to like show movies and stuff. Fuck that noise. You don't need it. Like nobody's going to see that shit. West Side Story made fifteen million dollars, and no one else went and watched it ever. Like, what? Why are you like really thinking? Oh, give it three weeks; it'll finally get a big push. No, people that want to see these movies in theaters are going within the first couple of weeks. After that, you're just getting some repeat business. Hmm. Yeah. Like they need to adapt better movie theaters and like all this other stuff. They're being very reactionary 
and they need to get ahead of it if they really want to keep this going. Like as much as I love movie theaters, they are dangerously close to becoming obsolete because of the way they handle shit. Yeah. And that's what it feels like to me. It's like, man, dude, like, you know, and I was at a friend's house the other day and he had just got one of those new like 4k, whatever, like something, something TVs. And man, the, 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 the way that the picture looked on that, <laughs> I mean, I was kind of like, man, I could get used to this. <laughs> like, I mean, oh, yeah, you know, like it's starting to look, I mean, I don't know. It was just, and then he had surrounds, he had his little surround sound system. And I'm not going to say it sounded just like being in the movie theater, but man, it was pretty damn close. I mean, it was, it was, it wasn't bad. Like. Dude, I've been watching movies on an iPad in a 13-inch, I guess this is an 18-inch fucking TV screen for a while now down in my basement. Like, it's very easy to adjust to shit like that and to just accept it and stuff like that. Like, is it as good as going to the theater? No. But is it good enough for some of the bullshit I've been forced to fucking watch this year? It's too good for it. My twelve point nine inch iPad is too good for some of the movies that I've had to fucking watch on it. (laughs) That's so true. Like it's really going to become a thing of like if it it really is. I'm starting to just become of the mindset, man. If you want me to pay and come see it, it better be good. Otherwise, yeah. And that's I'm just going to watch it at home, or it better be something I really, really, really want to watch. It can't even be, you know, I used to kind of go to the movie theater just for something I kind of wanted to watch or something I was mildly curious about. But now it's going to start becoming I'm only going for something I really, really want to watch and everything else. I'll just stream it, which is kind of what happened with Spider-Man. You know, that was the one this year that I think people really, really, really wanted to go see. Everything else was kind of like, uh, 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 you know, you got half over here saying they'll just stream it. And then the other half, like, okay, I'll go ahead and go within the first couple of weeks, like you said. But yeah, it really feels like movies might become obsolete. And I'm looking at these box office numbers and how poorly a lot of these movies and these and some of these movies were quote unquote anticipated releases like these aren't. Like, (laughs) you know, indie films coming out. These are anticipate. The the Matrix came out this year and it didn't even make a dent. Like, like how insane is that? The Matrix. It had Keanu Reeves. It had Trinity and Neo in it. Like, it feels like something is happening, bro. Like, it really does. And like you, you, and then you have also have these ass hat fucking directors like Christopher Nolan and Denny uh, Villanueva. Uh, he did the uh, Dune movie. Who are like, my movies aren't meant to be watched on small screens. They're meant to be watched in theaters. And I'm like, be a better fucking director then, because guess what? Your movie's yeah. only in theaters for a couple of months, and then you're saying your movies just should never be watched again. Get the fuck off your fucking high horse pretentious ass bullshit. 
be a better yeah. director if you really think that the only way your movies can be watched is on a big like on a fucking movie screen. All right, cool. That's yeah. how you feel. Then let's never put your movie on fucking iTunes. Then never. You should refuse to let any of your movies go to anywhere else ever. <laughs> yeah. Of course not. They're gonna. And why do are that you? Shit. Why are you attacking your audience? Like you know, like Ridley Scott. I almost didn't even mention the movie because of those comments that I heard. I'm like, man, dude, why are you attacking the audience? Like, why are you blaming them for your movie bombing? <laughs> They're on their phones. Yeah. Like, why would that prevent somebody from watching your movie? <laughs> dude, honestly, that's one reason why I haven't even thought about watching The Last Duel. Because I'm like, get the fuck out See? of here, Ridley Scott. See? He, then he had there fucking, you go. He had House of Gucci came out. Who the fuck saw that? No one. Yeah. And it's like, because you're sitting there like, you know, like with Martin Scorsese, when he sits there and he came out with all that bullshit against Marvel and all this other stuff. I don't even yeah. really like Marvel movies anymore. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here, Martin. Just yeah. get the fuck out of here. Real cinema. Like, they want you to come watch that real cinema, man. Like, Why aren't to, you watching real cinema? I hate to break it to fucking Ridley Scott and Martin Scorsese and all these other fucking people. Like, you're attacking the generation that's going to be watching your movies more than other people. Like, yeah, you do realize that like, yeah, we're the millennials are the fucking demo that everybody wants to watch their shit. You know, it's like when you look at demographics for ratings and stuff like that, one of the most important things is 18 to 35. They love that fucking demo. Or 18 to 49 sometimes if they really do expansive stuff with it. You know, that's one of the most important demos to get is 18 to 49. Guess what? That's fucking millennials. Like some Gen Z, mostly millennials or all millennials and a little bit of Gen X. And you're fucking saying that the generation that encompasses, that is encompassed completely in that demo group. Is the reason why your movie sucks. Why the fuck should I ever watch a Ridley Scott movie ever again? I'm the reason why his movie sucks. Why the fuck exactly. am I going to watch this shit, Ridley Scott? <laughs> you know? And we and I grew up on Ridley Scott movies. Like, we all fucking love Alien. We all love Alien. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to sit there right. and tell me, now my money's not good enough for him? Because I'm going to be on my phone? Make a movie good enough for me not to be on my phone, motherfucker. How about that? There you go. And then like you said, Justin, what kind of logic is that? If I'm sitting there on my phone in the movie theater, motherfucker, that means you got my money. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Exactly. Like if the they bought the here. ticket, they bought the ticket. Like <laughs> they're, they're not paying. What do you mean? Like, and see, like, why, why are you just not adapting? Like, you got to understand, man, this is. And and isn't this what Hollywood is? Isn't this what the movie industry is? You adapt, you change based on what the what the audience is or what it's becoming or trends and different things like that. And it's like, but but you these people talking and stuff. It's like they they refuse. It's kind of one of those things they refuse, and it's weird. It's almost like a double edged sword because their stubbornness, I think. And their inability to kind of see those things and change and stuff 
is probably what makes them successful. You know what I mean? I the, disagree, those are the Justin. traits that got them there. I disagree. That's what used to make them successful. Yeah. Yeah. The problem but it is, is now. now. Well, see, well, the problem is now with like a Ridley Scott or a Steven Spielberg or a Martin Scorsese or a Christopher Nolan. Is they're starting to realize that Hollywood is changing and is finally changing. Mm-hmm. And people are tired of hearing stories from fucking old ass white people's perspective all the fucking time. They want yeah. younger. They want different. They don't want the same fucking people directing all their fucking movies. Mm-hmm. They want different voices. They want things to be more diverse. They're speaking about it now. I mean, it's it's everywhere. You know, you can't turn on anything and not see the cry for things to be more different. I mean, it's all over our sports. It's all over our, you know, it's everywhere, you know, and it's just, it can't be denied. And it's like these people, they want to deny it, you know? And like I said, may perhaps what got you there is not going to be what sustains you. And you either adapt or you, you know, that's like the law of the jungle, right? You adapt to your surroundings or you get consumed by it. And it just feels like that could be happening to some of these people. I mean, you know, I bet if you told, um, I, I bet if you told um, them, you know, 15 years ago that that West Side Story would come out and it would be redone and reimagined and all of this other kind of stuff. And West Side Story would come out and there'd be a movie with Ryan Reynolds called Free Guy that would make more money than it. And it'd be about the gaming, you know, and it'd be about and it'd be just a celebration of the gaming community, you know, millennials and gamers and content creators and stuff like that. And it would do better than West Side Story. I mean, if you're in a room full of those people, they laugh at you. Like, what? Do better than West Side Story? And then, and look what happened this year. Well, I think the funny thing is about it is you, you hit the nail on the head. You've got an old ass fucking director wanting to remake an old ass fucking movie. And it not really go anywhere when you have, and then you have a movie that celebrates millennial culture mm-hmm. and it succeeds. I mean, fuck Heather put it on her top 10 list. Yeah. A bunch yeah. of people had free guy exactly. on their list. And I I personally don't think it's one of the ten best, but I did enjoy that movie. I'm not I'm not saying that it's a bad movie. It's just personally for me, not in my top ten. But it was a good movie. It was. Yeah. It was good. Free guy was good. You know? And like, because what is it? That was them changing what they were doing with the movie to fit a dem- like to fit the demographic they want. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, look at a movie like Encanto. Like, we all loved that movie. And why does it work? Because that fits what our generation wants in movies. And our generation and younger generations want a movie. Like, I'm, And I also feel like you... Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, I'm tired of fucking seeing the same old shit. I don't, I don't know shit about Colombian culture. And I'm not saying that, like, Encanto... In, in really just is like a breakdown of everything that is Colombian and all this other stuff, but it's just a different story, you know? Yeah. 
It's just not the same bullshit. So I loved it. It's yeah. fucking fantastic. Yeah. I mean, and I think there's also the difference of my my biggest thing that I have about West Side Story is, you know, as much as I love Steven Spielberg, it, it didn't feel like it was a movie made for other people. It was one that he made for himself, basically, is what it feels like. You know, mm. they're just like, oh, yeah. this is just a classic story and I want to see it remade the way that I would want to do it. Which, I mean, granted, who doesn't want to see a Spielberg movie, you know, but like Free Guy or Encanto, that is made for people. That is made for specific people to enjoy and celebrate a specific group of people or type of people or, you know, cla- uh, generation of people. You know what I mean? Like it, there's a difference too. And like you could tell when a movie is supposed to be made for the people that it's made about as opposed to just like, yeah, this is a classic. Let me just redo it. Why not? You know, like it, I feel like there's a difference in that too, and you could tell with the types of movies that have been coming out. So, well, I think that that's like the the thing that's starting to separate movies is you can tell when filmmakers and studios understand what audience they're going for, because those movies yeah, exactly. tend to work better than these movies that just. Oh, that movie's always worked, so let's do it again. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And that's where you're running into. Yep. That 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 is exactly what sort of happened to Matrix and you know stuff like that. Well, West yeah. Side Story. That that's what yeah. it is. You know, I know mm-hmm. critically West Side Story is highly acclaimed, but like really, like break it down. What is it? It's a Romeo and Juliet story. It's a fucking Hollywood classic, blah, 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 all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, oh, it's a classic. We'll remake it. It'll be a classic again. You know, yep. like that's a classic fucking Hollywood type of movie. You know, like if you want to look at just a movie that like Hollywood makes, it's a West Side Story. I want to fucking see that. Like, I want to see different. I want to see new. I want to see just. Yeah. Or maybe that's a better way to put it. It's a movie made for Hollywood and not for other people as opposed to for himself. Like it's a, it's a movie for Hollywood to enjoy, not a movie for everybody to enjoy. Yeah. See? Yeah. That's, that's a great way to put it. And that's why like, I'm starting to be very wary of passion projects because what's that story was a passion project for Steven Spielberg, you know? And I'm wary of stuff like that now because I'm like, like you were saying, Heather, that's a movie made for him and people like yeah. him. That's not most of everybody else. So like sometimes kind of like once projects, upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> like these, those are passion projects that ended up kind of like, who are they for? Like who is West side story for? I don't know. You know, and it's obviously a lot of people feel that way because no one went and saw it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah. it that damages a movie, you know, like it damages my trust in the studios and, and, and directors and stuff like that, because it's like, who are you making movies for? Because I think that's really Scott's problem. Who the fuck is he making movies for? Like, I know you saw last duel and you put it in your top 10 and everything. And that's cool and all. 
But I'm like, who the fuck is that movie really made for? Because you're getting pissed off at the people that could make your movie profitable. So you obviously didn't exactly. make it for this generation and younger. Like, did you make a movie for like 40 year olds and older? And then you're mad that it fucking didn't make any money. Yeah. Like, like that's you, a very valid point. Like if I just look at my dad and his wife, I go to more movies in a month than they do in a year. It's true. And you don't want yep. to make a movie for Same me. Same thing with my folks. Yep. Same thing with my folks. Yep. We, we're all in that boat. We watch way more movies than they do. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the sheer amount of money I spend on movies and TV show content is more. It's, it's probably three or four times more than my parents would spend on the same thing. Easily a month. And that's being that's being very conservative. Very conservative. I'm assuming that my parents have at least half my streaming services. I doubt they do. Like if I'm being realistic, I probably spend eight or nine times more a month on that shit than they do. Realistically. But then Yeah, my mom hasn't been to a movie in like three years, for yeah. real. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. That means this week since I didn't go to the movie theater that uh, I've seen as many movies this week in the theater as your mom has in three years. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, but yeah, but my generation's why his, his movie doesn't make any money. Shit, my generation's like our generation. I say mine, our generation is the only reason why his movie might make money. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. But like, and I think 2021 is kind of exposing that. I really do. Like going back to what, yeah. where this whole topic started, I think that 2021 kind of exposed that for a lot of people. Just with what movies <laughs> we want, what movies we're willing to go see, all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's a ton of movies I saw this year in theaters just because we were going to do an episode on them. Otherwise, I might have waited until they came out on streaming. Yeah. Because I, I am, as much as I love going to the movies, like I said, I'm just tired of seeing bullshit. I want me going to the movie theater to fucking mean something again. And Hollywood in general yeah. is not fucking giving me that. I feel like there's maybe tops, like one, two, if I'm generous, movies a month that go to theaters that are really worth going to a theater for. I'm not saying that the movies are worth watching, but I'm saying just truly going to see like in a movie theater. And I just don't want it to yeah. be one of those things to where I start accepting going to the theater for mediocre movies. Cause it's like, well, what else am I going to do? Because honestly, that was a big chunk of my life. It was like, eh, what else am I going to do? I'll go see this shitty movie. <laughs> you know? Like, I mean, one of the, yeah, don't, don't, oh, I was just going to say, it's definitely not like that anymore, but I used to be the same way. But I mean, there's one movie and I could, I could have easily put it on my worst list now that I think about it, but I also kind of forgot I saw the movie until we were talking right now. I went and saw the new Resident Evil in theaters. 
because I was literally bored one oh, night. Yeah. And it was like, an, I went to a late showing and I never go to late showings. I was bored and fucking went to the theater. I wouldn't watch Resident yeah, I Evil. I totally forgot that movie was a thing. Yeah, so did I. And I fucking watched it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and that's wise. I, I'm fucking tired of that. Like, and yeah. I know it's my own fault. I fucking went to the theater to do it. But like. Fuck, dude, that movie was so bad. Like, and they tried so hard to be like, nope, this is going to be the video game. Nah, bro, it's not. It's just not. Like, they're just throwing a Leon S. Kennedy in there. Just, hey, this is a Leon. This is a Chris Redfield. Our most badass character is going to be a fucking player redfield which i'm fine with like if they want to kind of retro like retcon that and kind of you know because the first game like claire redfield was just kind of running around you know to just you know passively get through stuff and i get that and they wanted to kind of beef up her character and make her more capable than claire redfield was in resident evil 2 when you first like meet her but Dude, it's just one of those movies that once again, kind of like a Carnage and kind of like a Mortal Kombat, that they go, hey, hey, you you know this character? He's in it. What more do you want? Dude, yeah. they mention in that movie, like at one point, they like there's an offhand like line slash joke where they're like, oh, I saw a video or what would be, no, they said they're playing a game of like, would you rather? It's like, would you rather be swallowed whole by a snake? Or eaten by a fucking shark. You know, referencing those two fucking characters, or those two, like, boss enemies from the first game. Yeah. And that's how they handled it. That was how they referenced those characters. Or those 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 enemies. Wow. Was a, would you rather? It's fucking terrible, dude. It was so wow. bad. No. Just no. Yeah, and like, and I fucking went to a theater for it. I didn't even stream it. Like, because if I streamed it, I think I could have, like, at least come out the other end saying I had dignity still. You don't get that option when you go to a theater to see it. No dignity. Just, I was just sitting there in my theater seat with my, my large popcorn and large drink, just full of shame. I was about to say, then it just becomes a walk of shame. It's late, and you're like, man, why did I stay up for this? <laughs> like, And there was like three other people in the movie theater, and we're all leaving at the same time, and we can't even make eye contact with each other because we just don't want to even acknowledge to each other that we all watched the same thing. I know. And all you can think is, man, I could have watched this at home. I could have watched I could have watched an hour of it, went to bed, and then the next day just caught the last hour or forty five minutes or whatever it is, you know. Like you 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 on the way out, you just think about all the things you could have been doing and it just upsets you. Dude when the movie is bad. I could have watched the first fifteen <laughs> minutes and just gone. I've seen enough. And just not <laughs> yeah. watched anymore. 
But no, since I had fucking bought popcorn and all this other shit, I fucking sat my ass in that theater seat and watched all of it, hating every second of it, just wanting to not be there. I just wanted to be anywhere but in that theater the entire movie. And it's only like an hour and a half long. And I'm miserable the entire time. Just at no point was I like, oh, okay, I get that. Never. I'm just like, nope, fuck my life. Just fuck everything in my life. The entire time I watched that movie. And like, and I'm kind of sad that I'm saying this all on the podcast because now other people will know I watched that movie. And I feel that same feeling of shame and (laughs) indignity take over my body again. (laughs) Like, and I've said things on this podcast that like might've surprised people and like been very kind of open about some aspects of my life on this podcast. And none of those bring me shame as compared to just admitting that I watched Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City in theaters. (laughs) Like, you want a really fucked up joke about it? I would much rather talk about me being molested as a child than really keep talking about this movie. Let's move on. Oh, no. Now I've made people uncomfortable. On that note. Let's end this episode now. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Guys yeah, for on listening. that note. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. Check us out on the internet at www.cinemaslayers.com. Cinema Slayers podcast on Facebook. Cinema underscore Slayers on Twitter and Instagram. Cinema Slayers pod on TikTok. Uh, shout out to Plug Migo and Mundo Ochoa for our theme song and uh, logos respectively. Uh, give us a five-star rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. Shout out to everybody that answered any of the like questions when we're asking, what are your top five and all this other stuff. Shout out to all you guys for answering. That's really awesome. Uh, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your friends, family, and tell your family's friends. And most of all, hear those de- dear sweet mothers. Cause you know what dear sweet mothers love to hear about my shame and self-hatred for watching resident evil. They love that about me. And that kind of makes me the damaged soul that, they want to nurture back to health. And I appreciate all the mothers that want to do that. So shout out to all them and tell them about it. Cause I want to do it. And I love that. And uh, just remember just as I have ended all my TikToks, and as I was in this podcast, just remember according to Justin moon Knight, which coming out in 2022 uh, is the best picture winner. But Kevin Feige said eventually we'll, he'll, he'll, there will be a movie with it too. So tight. It'll be there. I really fucked the mood with that last joke, didn't I? I'm glad though, because I meant every <laughs> I fucking mean, word I, of it. I meant every fucking word of what I said about it. I mean, I was cool with it. You know, I was cool with it, but uh, <laughs> I was like, "Wow, what a hell of a note to end it on." <laughs> I like, I like how you're like, "Oh, you know, I'm cool with it." 
Like you're literally just saying, yeah, I'm cool with you saying you'd rather talk about being molested than that movie. I'm cool with that. <laughs> it's just a funny <laughs> Not thought. that fun, but I meant like, I know, like, in, in other words, I know how you are. And I'm I mean, used to you come saying on, man. stuff like yes. that. Yeah, yes. I'm used to you saying stuff like well, exactly. that. Not that I'm used to no child molesting. <laughs> talk over <laughs> Resident Evil. No. But I, yeah, the other thing is what I meant. But see, and then that's why I think it's funny is because then you say I'm cool with it. And then I'm like, then I twist it again and just make it a little bit more awkward. Just yep. a little bit more again. All right, I'm out.